on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Nick will rejoin the program after contracting the Blue Plague virus on Batuu. Nick will go over his top five Mandoverse moments, his four-year-long battle to get Revan's lightsaber hilt, and his thoughts on the Star Wars news he's missed. After that, the dudes will take a headfirst dive into the shallow end of the Bad Batch pool to break down the Season 3 trailer, Asajj's return, and what each episode may feature. Of course, the show will end with a Question of the Week segment and the latest round of Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features. Punch it, Chewie. God, I started the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Nick's not even on the screen, and my hat's off. Hold on, everybody. Welcome to the so Star many. Wars Time Show. That's right. I forgot. I uh, had to use Nick's window two weeks ago for our buddy Connor over at uh, Beyond the Dune Sea. So let me let me bring young Nick back in and put him into that co pilot seat where he belongs. It's been, there he is. Hey. He's back. Oh, there he is. Hello. All right. Let's get some of the balloons going. Is that a peace sign? I forget. Will it work? Yes, there it is. Nick's back. Happy days are Hello. here again. <laughs> All right, man. Um, holy shit. Yeah, yeah be mad. I, I don't know about the intro. Uh, yes, they are pre-recorded. <laughs> I, I pay a guy to sound like the Clone Wars voiceover dude, and sometimes he goes a little off the rails. Uh, but we're here. Nick's alive. Uh, the the blue whatever I'm calling it, the blue plague virus that he contracted on Batu has been beaten. <laughs> He's now a ten times survivor of that virus and COVID. So welcome back, yes. Nick. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Um, it's a lot. Lots happened in the past two or three weeks since since you've been here. So what we're gonna do? We're we're just gonna catch up, right? I haven't seen this guy in a few weeks. Uh, some major Star Wars news came across the wire. Last week, or two weeks ago, and this week, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. And unlike I said last week, we are not going to complete our Star Wars top <laughs> scenes of the franchise, at least live action, this week. Uh, and that's because Bad Batch season three trailer dropped yesterday. So you know what time it is. It is time for the tried and true, often missed, never watched Star Wars time show deep dive of a new Star Wars drop. So that that's really going to be the meat today. Uh, but before we get into that, obviously, we got to catch up with with young Nick, kind of hash out what, what he's been up to. Those of you that have been fans for many, many years, <laughs> he's got a, a fun little story to tell you that's finally going to put to bed a Star yeah. Wars time show tale that has persisted, Nick, I think since 2020. Yeah, um, I mean, this goes back a long... And I forgot, I have, there's a shirt know, to, to commemorate it, and I forgot to wear it because <laughs> I've just been running around with work stuff a lot. But I did, for those of you out there who who noticed it, I did put out a reel um, on on the Instagram yesterday, and the, the whole center of that reel is around this lightsaber here this is the, the hasbro uh, darth revan force effects elite lightsaber so the story behind this for those of you who are not in the know um when this saber initially released like four years ago uh, i did a pre-order on amazon because i was super psyched to get it i was like oh yeah revan saber i'm down i can't wait to get it and uh during that process during the time between when i pre-ordered it 
And when it was set to be delivered, I moved. So I, I got in touch with Amazon support. I was like, hey, I need to update my delivery address for this. I no longer live at that other address. Uh, Amazon support was like, oh, yeah, no problem. All, all good. Updated, supposedly updated the address. And then uh, when it was supposed to arrive, it did not. And then I came to found out that somehow or another Palpatine returned. And then somehow or another, my whole order got canceled. So they, they, they didn't update my address. They just canceled the whole order. And then when I tried to go back to buy it, it was no longer available. And I was like, this is just a whole fucked up mess. Like it in, in there is a shirt to commemorate it. That came from our good friend, action figure snaps. Adrian Belgar made me a shirt that says Amazon. Where's my lightsaber? I actually think I wore it on the cast oh, a yeah. few weeks ago. Um, but now that question is answered. Where is the lightsaber? It is here. It is in my hands. This is the Force Effects Elite Revan lightsaber that is, you know, you can you can see there too. The the light the comes on even without the blade being on. Um, it is it's a very uh, slick lightsaber for sure. A big fan of how this looks. It's all metal. It fits very nicely in the hands. Very light. Um, it, it looks great on its display stand. Don't want to cut you off, uh, Nick, but be mad. Just, yeah. just gave you a super chat for the lightsaber. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. So yes, this has been a long, a long tail. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Best Buy came through. So essentially <laughs> I, well, after well, Nick, did you get it on a discount then? I, did, I didn't hear that part. Was, was I, I did. So the way yeah. that I found it was I found, I, I follow this, uh, this account uh, called Cheap Ass Gamer, and it's like they give you like cheat like you know when video games are on that's, sale. That's or not like Wario when, Six. Is that's that? Do you follow Wario Sixty Four too? Then because he he kind of does the same I, thing. I don't follow that one, um, but yeah, it's, I, I I have heard of the Wario Sixty Four account though. Um, but I, yeah, I follow. It's called Cheap Ass Gamer or CAG Deals on Instagram and Threads. I don't have a Twitter account. Um, and they posted that they, they posted about the Revan Saber 50% off. I was like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe it. Four years later, I can finally get this thing. So I, I went on to Best Buy. They had this 50% off, but then I also saw that they had the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Force Effects Elite Saber as well. So I ordered both of them. The Revan one got here like the, a both day after I ordered off? it. Both for fifty percent off. So what? Those off. are yeah, what so. under hundred bucks at that point, or right at a hundred? They're 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 like right. Actually, they're a little bit more than a hundred because I think it was like two seventy nine for the Force Effects Elite prior to the fifty percent off. So my total cost was essentially like my t I think my total cost was like two ninety for both of them. So I got both of them for around one hundred and forty bucks. Bingo, bingo. Um, so good deal. Uh, the, the, the Kenobi saber should be coming up soon. Uh, haven't gotten it yet, but it should be getting here sometime this week. And that's not even all of the saber news. For those of you in the know, I was in galaxy's edge while we were gone. And I did build out another savvy's workshop custom blade. Um, I'm holding it up here now to the screen for those of you that are on the live stream, but it is a, uh, a dark side blade. It is the uh, the blade, uh, option that you can choose for like power and something else that like break down the four tiers by like 
you know, nature and power and legacy and, and guardianship and stuff like that. So I built the dark side saber. Uh, as you can see, it is huge. It is a massive beast. It's super heavy. I mean, this is the comparison. I'm trying to hold both of them up to the screen for the comparison between the Disney Park Saber and the Revan one. And the Revan one is significantly bigger and heavier. Um, but it was fun. It was a good experience. Are those this is new my options, second. Nick? I, I didn't remember seeing those before. They got some they new, may, new fits you can, you can pick there. They may have had some new ones. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember what the original options were for the Dark Side Saber. I, I don't I, remember it, seeing that matte black shit. I mean, you, it, like to explain yeah. for people on, on the radio, I mean, it, it's, it's a nice matte black. And Nick, you, would you agree it's kind of like Kylo's hilt where you can see some of the wiring is exposed? And Exactly. Yeah, you can see wiring exposed. So this was just like one of the options. The other option was a little bit more textured in the grips and stuff. But I did like how, like you said, this one has the wires that kind of run up the chassis and it makes it look like a, a Kylo saber. So, um, yeah, no, it was a really fun experience. Um I did it with one of our friends. So Taylor and I went with a, with a couple, a friend, couple of ours. And, um, I did my build and then, uh, they did their build too, which was really fun. It's always a fun time. And after the builds, so like they go right, like the, the guy who runs the whole show, if you've ever done the Savvy's workshop stuff in, in Disney, he goes around and he asks everybody like, Oh, you know, it looks like you did some ancient Jedi build. Why did you choose this one? And, uh, he came up to me and he was like, oh, it looks like you're using some some dark side uh, parts there, some dark side pieces. What what really what led you to to build this? Thrawn and Ahsoka. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, they spoke. It spoke to me. And he's like, oh, it spoke to you. Be careful. You never know what could be reaching out to you through the force. It was very it was a very fun right. uh, little experience. Yeah, like, I hate fucking live action Thrawn. <laughs> I want to kill all of you. Z and you, you like do the, the Palpatine spin slash in the middle of the session and start killing little kids. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I get excited. Uh, Here, coming from Bango, Nick, apparently they've kept the classes more or less the same, but they changed the pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's the same four categories okay. that you can choose from. So I get yeah, so I guess that they have So what did, did you the, have to go images. red or do they have the orange now for like Balin and Shin? I don't believe they have orange that you can choose. No. They there are um there's yellow, there's purple, red, blue, green. Um, I think that those are all of the options you can choose in the Savvy's build. Um, and then there may, there's the Doc Ondar shop that's right next to it where you can go in and buy individual crystals as well. And I know in there, I think that there's a white and there, I don't know if there's an orange though. I'd have to, I, I did not see if there was an orange. Yeah. Cause that, that um, I mean, your, your hilt, especially at the top, the emitter, I guess yeah. what they call it. it. It's got that Balin like crown look. I mean, also yeah. like Revan. So Nick, Nick's into the, the spiky emitters just in case his the blade ever side. goes dull. He can just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah just stab yeah, somebody just start with it. Stabbing your eyes out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I did pick the red blade, but like I said, I have, I have a ton of the other color crystals from when I, uh, did, uh, the build last time. And I just went in and I bought some of the extra color crystals and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I did choose red and they were like, uh, oh, red lightsaber, dark side. Be careful with your choices, young one. <laughs> like, Damn right. And you, you out, you like clothesline a little kid and be like, Anakin would have yeah. done the same thing. Pussy. Yeah. Sweet. But it was, uh, 
It was a fun time. So yeah, I mean, we had our, our Disney parks experience, had our, uh, had our galaxy's edge time, got to ride the millennium Falcon ride again, which was fantastic. It's always fun. Is it still um, Nick, like still the same type of crowds or is it thinned out quite a bit over the years the, now? The crowds in galaxy's edge are still pretty big. Yeah. And like, um, it was actually, you know, kind of funny because, you know, this was our, uh, our friends, our, our couple friends, first time going to Disney either in a while, like 20 plus years or, you know, since they were children. Um, and they were like super impressed with everything. They had a fantastic time. But once we got into galaxy's edge, like galaxy's edge is kind of chaotic in terms of like, there's really not like a lot of lines for some of the other attractions. Like when we were doing the Savvy's workshop build, there it w- there was just a lot of confusion. Like, you know, a lady came up to me like four different times and was like, oh yeah, did you check in? Okay, just wait here. Did you check in? Just wait here. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm checked in. I'm is, just th- waiting. This for- is like what Disney's known for. I mean, what, what, what the fuck has happened? Yeah, I don't know. And it was only in the Galaxy's Edge section. I don't know if there were just like some new people that were like in Bob training Iger. and stuff. <laughs> son of a but, bitch. Hey, what's uh, going was, on at the, uh, star cruiser? Is, is it, are they like tearing it down or are they gutting it out? What, what do you, I mean, could you, I'm assuming you could still see it there. So the way that the star cruiser had functioned prior was that like, it was, it was kind of like shunted towards the back of, galaxy's edge and you really didn't see the hotel itself there was just like an entrance that led from the hotel directly into galaxy's edge what's weird about it is that on the way to and from the airport there were still billboards up advertising the halcyon (laughs) so like it's closed like it's it's done like i i don't know like it was always my thought that like yeah, like, yeah, you built this thing and like it, it didn't end up, you know, launching to way like the way that you wanted it to. But like closing it down is just a terrible idea. It's just a huge lost investment. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what's going on with it. Like, obviously, it's not accessible from the park anymore. But in terms of like us seeing anything like, you know, whether they're tearing something down or, or how they're using that space. We really couldn't see it from Galaxy's Edge itself. All right, well, here's a tip for you from our buddy Bat. Bat is telling us that you can reprogram the crystals. Yeah, I, I'm not I, sure I did. how. I'm, I'm guessing it's a little hacky wacky to to get it done, but they can be reprogrammed. Yeah, I mean, essentially, from what I've read, is like you can buy one crystal and like do whatever you know hacky stuff that bat's talking about and you and it could one crystal could be all the different colors like you could you could essentially make it to where like yeah you have a red crystal but like you do some shit to it and then like you you put it in the saber and it's white now or something like that you know and that's useful for the holocrons so like when you there are two holocrons that you can buy in Galaxy's Edge, a light side and a dark side, and depending on what color crystal is in there, you have different people that speak to you through the holocron. Okay. So that's how they would really get you to like, oh, we'll buy all the crystals because it's different, you know, voices coming through the holocrons. But if you just do the little hacky thing that that Bat's talking about, then you you can just get them all with one crystal. You don't have to buy multiple. Got you. 
Um, Sir Dork wants you to make your crystal bleed. You can do that after the show. We don't, we don't want to see what you do to make <laughs> crystals bleed, Nick. Here's a, here's yeah. a good idea from Bango. I kind of like this. They could totally repurpose the house and put a solid Star Wars themed restaurant there, put a new ride, put a bar oh, separate yeah, from I the mean, cantina. I would they, like, they, I'd like a full on like themed restaurant. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think that like, well, here's what I can say is like Disney never let space yeah, go to yeah. waste. Yeah, it's not like it's just going to turn into a, like a Halloween party USA store, you know, like yeah, you see yeah. strip malls. <laughs> so they're, they're definitely going to put something, if they don't, if they don't choose to make like reopen the Halcyon as like a, you know, a scaled back version of itself or like another uh, hotel. Yeah, just don't they, charge $6,000 for two yeah. nights and you could probably open it tomorrow and just say it's the fucking home one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Re- you, reframe you it vary. to OT and get a realistic uh, uh, price package in Halcyon Part 2, okay? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it, it's just like they could easily do it. But if they don't do that, then assuredly they're going to make that space either like a, a ride, like a new ride, which I do think that at this point in Galaxy's Edge, it's time for another ride yeah. because... It's just a two, really, right? It's just a two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just Rise of the Resistance and... The Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, which are both fantastic rides. I mean, Rise of the Resistance to this day still blows me away. The immersive, you know, quality of that ride. But there, you can definitely feel that like people need something else to do there. Like, give me a roller once coaster. Once you knock out those two Star rides, Star Wars roller coaster. Something, yeah, something like that would be great. But um, yeah, the Disney experiences uh, was awesome as usual. We had a fantastic time. Um, did you, you weak know. it? it was, no, this was not the, this was, was not Caminita clan time. This was friends. So, yeah. So it was, uh, we went Monday through Friday. Um, unfortunately we caught two days of rain there, but that didn't really slow us down. Like we full, just, full days of rain in Florida, huh? Yeah. Really it was not a it thing, was, especially around it was Orlando. Base, it was like Florida type rain too, where it's like, it rains for 40 minutes and then it stops oh, for 10 no. minutes and then it rains for 40 minutes and it stops for 10. So it was, it Ooh, was a little weird. Bango's on fire today. I don't know if he's out, out on patrol or what, but I, he's saying I'd love a speeder bike ride. Yeah. Kind of like the Tron that would light be cycle. Fantastic. Did you yeah, try to Tron some, light cycle? Is it at, is oh, it at that park or is it the it, Tron? So that one's at magic kingdom and the Tron light cycle ride may be one of my favorite rides now, just because of how you sit in yeah. it. Yeah. Like, the ride, so, it, so like you're, the ride you're not itself one of those people is, that's too fat for it, right? No, no. But even if you are, and this is what I found out, so like lose weight. Like if you can't get on fucking rides, you have a problem. Yeah, like that should be enough that's spark to be like maybe I, I should lose some. I'm poundage. tired of this shit. Like this. Oh, hey, body positivity. It, it, it's not healthy to be obese. All right, you don't have to go yeah. around making fun of fatzos, but this oh, just feel you know, be who you are, enjoy yourself, love love yourself for who you are. Yeah, yeah. until you die, because because you're gonna have a <laughs> fucking heart attack. Like, come on. And I can say this. All right, I was an obese motherfucker for most of my life. You can do yeah. it. I used to weigh two thirty. I weigh, I weigh mean, like one thirty five now. It can be done. You just gotta fucking zip your mouth shut and work out a little bit. Quit Gotta sitting around it. like, oh, it's genetic. Yeah, for, for those people who are a little too large for the, <laughs> like the actual bike seat, there are, there's one coaster now, like, cause you know, you have multiple coasters that run simultaneously on Tron. There's one coaster, I believe that has 
two seats in the very back that are like handicap accessible seats. So if you were like, if you were an elderly person that wanted to ride the ride, but obviously, you know, you can't get into that position. Those seats are for you, but they also do put like obese people in those seats too. So like, and those just sit straight up like a regular roller coaster seat where all the rest of them, it it really is like you're leaning down, like you pull the thing forward to like engage your back restraint and you're leaned over the whole ride. Like you're on a crotch rocket motorcycle. And it, it was so sick. Like it was a really, really fun experience. I got to ride it twice. Um, and I also got to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride twice too. Both of them were, you were guys really doing top like notch experiences. Reservations or through the app or the lines were just not bad. So for those two rides, for Tron and for Guardians, there is no line. Like you can't just walk up to the ride and get in line. There are virtual queues that open at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. So essentially like at 7 a.m. you get on the app, you're like, okay, get in virtual queue. And then it just tells you what time to come back. So you can just go throughout the rest of your day and do whatever else you want to do. And then you'll get an alert when it's time for you to go back and ride the particular ride. Um, So that's how we did uh, Tron and Guardians. And then the only day where we actually like did the Genie Plus like pay for the lightning lane for the day was when we were in Hollywood Studios. So we were able to use that for like, uh, you know, for um, Rise of the Resistance, for the Millennium Falcon Smugglers run. And then obviously in Hollywood Studios, you have the whole Toy Story section. So we did use it for those rides. We got to do it for Tower Terror. So that was the one park where we really felt like there was so much to do that we needed to like pay. I think it's like $20 for the day to get the Lightning Lane access to all the rides. That's not bad. See, yeah, so you're, we, you're we actually spending your money on and making experiences. I yeah. I choose to keep pissing mine away on plastic dolls that <laughs> literally just pile up in their boxes next to my desk, like Reva right here, who yeah. who just got joined by uh, Cobb Vanth yesterday. So he's looking good in his box too. But right there, Nick, that's that's like a fucking trip to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's crazy. Bango must be a, a Disney guy too because he's. This is another secret that 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 I know about as well. He's like, you can ask to sit in the front row um, for like these new rides. And basically what they do is like, OK, yeah, you just stand here when the next one comes around. We'll put you in the front. We did do that. We did get a front row ride um, bango as well. So we did that. And it was a uh, it was fantastic. Like Tron time. ride is anti Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lizzo. Uh, like, hey, don't get me wrong. I just life is life. Like, like, you, you can't tell me that being obese is healthy. Like if you feel good and you, 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 you're like, Hey, I look good looking like job of the hut. Good for you. You're still going to fucking die. All right. Stop <laughs> it. Like I, like I, there's like a thing out there, Nick, I guess it's like fat people influencers where they brag about how much they eat and whatnot. And I, most of them typically die by the time they reach their mid thirties. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, it's, it's just a health thing. And it's also like, it's just it's just harder to get around and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I've never been a person who like who like ballooned to extreme. I think my highest weight was 205, which I was at when I was like in my like early 20s because I was just like a deviant that was just like out drinking all the time, like didn't give a shit about anything. And then after that. Um, I think like right now I'm like 185. I I really want to get down to like 175. 
Um, it's it's literally been my entire life. I, I'll yeah. never like fourth grade is when I realized like, hey, um, I'm I'm a lot fatter than my friends are. They they have flat stomachs and mine's just getting doughier and doughier. <laughs> <laughs> and i've yeah. been fucked up ever since yeah it's good it's good mental it's good for your mental health yeah. it took, I mean, took I'm me till about 36 like, to get shit under control D- disney i will tell you this like disney is a great way to lose weight yeah a lot of walking Can you guess all right so we were there for essentially four and a half days um or like you know because we got there on monday oh, we I, were I, able I to get at least the, 30 miles thir- we i did 56 miles oh my god jeez between Monday and Friday. So were you we walking left- to the other parks or were you catching the shuttles? No, yeah, it was like you, you, we catch the bus to the parks and stuff like that. But it, like we averaged 11 miles a day. Yeah, that's legit. So like it was, I mean, like you're walking around and if you like, if you don't like stop and get the burgers and stuff like that, like even if you stop and get a burger in the park, like you're still walking 11 miles in the yeah, day, you're walking you'll it okay. off. You'll be okay. But like there are like healthier food options and stuff like that. Like we were in animal kingdom and there's this restaurant uh in like a quick service restaurant in the pandora section like the avatar world I've heard that's a kick-ass ride too that one is really cool the pandora flight of passage is really fun it's like a it's similar to how you sit in the tron seats and it's like this big huge screen simulator where you're like diving like you're on a banshee and you're flying throughout the world of pandora it's really that is a really cool immersive ride as well sir dorks Um, like me he's never been to disney my first disney trip i was 39 years old it was right before the (laughs) pandemic like we were there march 20 like right before everything shut down that was my first official trip well maybe that's 38 either way it's all right jared it's okay i i'm look look how well adjusted i am as a human because i never went to disney (laughs) as a kid It, 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 it turns out all right You'll be okay. Yeah. Now, now the uh, now the the crew that we went with this time is like we got to go to all the Disney parks in the world. Because, there you go. So, this is so what you do like, when okay. you're a dink, right, Nick? The, the, this is the dual income, <laughs> yeah. no kid life. I I can't even remember yeah. what that life is like. Shit. So we I've actually never been to Disney California. Um. So we have to do Disney Goals. California. I've been to Disney, uh, Paris. So that was good. Taylor really wants to go to Disney Shanghai because Shanghai is the newest one. It opened in 2016. So oh, it's got like Disney. A, a bunch of the new ones. There's also Disney Hong Kong. There's also Disney Disneyland Tokyo. So is Paris a lot still of, open? Yeah. So Paris is we actually went to Disney Paris when we went to Paris a few years ago or two years ago. And that one was that one was cool. The, their Space Mountain is Star Wars themed, so Got that it. was awesome. It was called Hyperspace Mountain. So ben, it was Bango's really fun. calling for a field trip, Star Wars time Disney trip. <laughs> yeah. right, get, get it organized. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's my that was All my right. Disney trip overview. Got my fun Star Wars time and got to ride the Neutron ride and, and Guardians ride, and those were definitely both worth the waits. Um, and then yeah, got my. My new Disney Park Saber. And finally, after four years, got the Revan Saber. There we go. All right. Young Nick is back. We're all caught up. You didn't miss much here. I mean, your first week out, I had uh, Connor on from Beyond the Dune Sea. And uh, he is much younger than I thought. He's, he's even younger <laughs> than young Nick. I mean, this dude is in his 20s. Uh, but it was fun. It was a good talk. I'm actually going to be on their show this Friday, Nick. Uh, I, I, I don't know what they're get, I don't know if they know what they're getting into, but they've invited me to, to join their stream Friday for a hot take show. 
And I'm like, Connor, <laughs> me and hot takes and Star Wars, you sure? And he said, yes, definitely. That's why we want you. That's all the show used to be. I know. Like, if, <laughs> just, just, just go back and listen to old episodes of Star Wars. He, I mean, I he's think like, we operate in, PG. I go, oh man, not even PG 13. So I can't even get away with one. So fuck. Th- these are going to be like lukewarm <laughs> takes then. I'm really, I'm like, I have to put on professor mode and even professor mode. Sometimes like the shits and asses still fly out, but I, I, yeah. I think shit and ass would still uh, satisfy PG rating. I just, just I know I just can't send say fuck. Connor my, the, the rant that I went on on the episode before I left. Cause that was just me spilling hot takes all oh, over. No, the, no, we, oh. we talked about, it. I was like, I, I think I'm, I I think I'm rubbing too much off on young Nick because he's starting to turn into an angry old curmudgeon just like me. <laughs> but that was good. It was good. So we'll, we'll see how I do on Beyond the Dune Sea this this weekend. I'm, I'm excited for that. But really, the, the big news you missed is is something you've been kind of talking about. We, we don't have to hash time on it, but you're, you're getting your Mandalorian movie and uh, mm-hmm. we still haven't figured out if it's going to fully replace season four or kind of be a companion piece or, or a pivot to a movie trilogy. But as you have been speculating about uh, Star Wars on TV, th- th- these are the decisions that may have to start happening to, to kind of energize the fan base again, try a new medium, uh, get butts in seats and, and try to revitalize uh, some of the Star Wars stuff. I mean, we we, we think yeah. it's mostly meddling that, that this has taken place. Remember, we, we talked about this months ago when making Star Wars hinted that this could be a possibility. We, we just can't. We haven't been able to figure out what's what yet. No one truly knows if Mando yeah. and Grogu is going to be it or if we will still get more uh, Mandalorian TV content. Yeah, I mean, and what it comes down to is that, like, they can put, like, when a movie comes out, you can put an attribute, like an attributable number to how it does. You can say like, we put this movie out, it cost us $250 million to make and it made $600 million. So with blah, 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 and all this stuff, we made $100 million or whatever. And on TV, like on streaming, it's just way harder to attribute that. So essentially what's going to happen is they're going to be like, okay, instead of doing Mandalorian season four, if that's the, if that's the choice that they make, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the movie. We're going to see we made this much money from it. And then this is what's going to happen. They're going to look at their sub decreases on Disney Plus. They'd be like, how many subs did we lose? Because there's no new season of Mandalorian. And does that amount of sub loss, is that offset by the amount of money that we made from the movie? And like that is how they will figure out what's better. Doing a movie or having another season of TV. Or that's what they should be doing. But yeah, last, yeah, when I saw that, not a surprise. Last week, I, I was kind of rehashing some of the, the, the thought out there, some of the rumors. And it, it's either going to be, like you said, just, hey, the movie replaces season four. Everyone go fuck yourselves. Uh, the other thing, kind of what, what you're saying here, we're going to do the movie. If it, if it makes some cash, they're going to turn it into a trilogy. So that movie, Dave's planned movie, and then an unannounced movie. And then the other yeah. one would be... Mandalorian season four goes episodes one through six. The movie serves as the finale. Yeah, that would be that would be a really interesting way to handle. That, that would it. be my that, preference. What about you? What, how would you like this to get, play out? Just in terms of like a content side, I think that that would be really awesome because then you don't lose the long form content that you're used to getting right. in the Mandoverse, right. and you get like an awesome, yeah, like kind of, you know, close to yeah, it. like a punch to end it. I, I mean, I think it'd be it'd be freaking awesome. And I would even yeah. do it, Nick, where you, you give us the first six episodes and you make us wait like four months. 
yeah. to really build I, up interest and anticipation to see how things finish. I think that that would be like, if money wasn't an option, I think that that would be the, the obvious best way to do it. But I, I, it's really hard for me to see a world where they're cutting back on spending on digital properties, like digital properties being streaming stuff. But they still, not only do they do like a half a season of TV, which is still probably cost them a hundred million dollars, but then they also do full production budget on a whole movie. So I just don't know like what their financial situation is and like how much money they're willing to spend on it. But I do think that what you recommend it would be really And and sadly, because of real life, it's probably the most unrealistic. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, yeah, which sucks. So, but I mean, the other the other news that you missed that came out with that is just a little little nugget at the end of that post. But Ahsoka season two is official. It's been greenlit. Yeah, Dave's already yeah. put out the first bit of concept art with Ahsoka and Sabine standing on the hand of the father. So he he's already teasing mm-hmm. like, yep, we're, they're getting right to it. You and I, you know, bef- at the end of Ahsoka, we spent a few weeks kind of pitching what we should see in season two, and it does. It looks like Dave, as usual, has listened and is taking some notes. From the hey, show. I mean, that's hey. what we're here for. Right. I mean, that's what we're here for to give Dave Filoni ideas because clearly we need to provide that. Right. We, we, we try not to, <laughs> we, we just try not to talk about it too much because we don't want to yeah. come off as arrogant and cocky. You know, they, you know, D- Disney told us that we're on the payroll as consultants, but only if we don't tell anybody. Correct. So just keep it quiet. And then everything that you want from this show will make its way onto and, and, a screen. And they're paying us an XRP. A very, yeah, a very yes. low value crypto. Very, yeah, we get we get one XRP coin per idea, which no, is essentially no, like, one, like 0.0, one, yeah. 0.0 cents. Like one millionth of a coin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. sweet. Well, good to have you back. Uh, I, I, I don't have much. I mean, I was here last week and talked for way too long. I will say for fellow collectors and, and geeks out there, for the first time ever, I, I dove headfirst into the Lego Star Wars helmets. This is a line I have avoided like the plague nick because i kind of had an idea of what it would do if i got one but my dear mother got me one and i finally built it mm-hmm. it's the it's the din head and i'm holding nice. it up here on the stream and after i was done building it i as i feared the collector brain kicked in and said i gotta have them all now oh and it's that, been, dude, it it's been really years cool since too. they've come out so there's lines you can't get anymore like the vader <laughs> heads 80 the stormtrooper heads like 150 and these things should only be about 60 bucks so as usual i'm finding myself i tried to do the right thing over all these years when the Hel- lego helmets came out my mom kind of gave me that hit of crack and, and like a <laughs> like a good crackhead i'm like yeah i gotta get them all though they're, they're they're great little pieces though i mean look at that thing that's it's a nice little display Lego, if anything. You know, it's about, it looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. They're fun builds. They're about five to six hundred pieces, five bags. So it's not like a, it doesn't take up a full day. You can do it while you're watching yeah. playoff football or something. But yeah, Jared's right. Oh, a new thing to start, and that's exactly what happened. And that's why I had been avoiding him because I know me, and I had a feeling once I got one out and built, I'd be like, oh yeah. Well, I'm like, I got to have the Rex one. I want the Cody. I want the Vader. I went the fucking infinity gauntlet. Why not? Let's, let's cross it over into a whole other franchise <laughs> at this point in time. So yeah. that, and, and some bad news or you all probably find it funny and just be like, yeah, that guy, the universe does not like him. But last week, because I'm a fucking dipshit, 
Um, back it up a little bit. I installed uh, some Elgato strip lights in the basement, Nick. So I got them around my desk now to, to spruce up the, the streams. And I put them behind my TV because I, I kind of like that ambiance, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm an idiot. And for some reason, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stick them to the back of the TV. So I stick it on there. And lo and behold, by the next day, it's starting to peel off. So I'm sitting there and I, every day I'm, I'm in the morning, it becomes like a new routine. I'm, I have to re-stick this fucking light up. <laughs> so last Wednesday, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go get some Gorilla Glue and I'm going to glue this fucker to the TV. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I start doing that process. Gorilla Glue's not sticking. So I'm putting a little more pressure on there. A little more pressure. All Boom. while not realizing the pad of my hand was on is like resting on the screen on the panel yes not oh. not on the frame so yeah matt broke a three-year-old 75 inch tv fucking with a light strip last week oh, yeah that's rough and nick that's that's after spending buku bucks at best buy over the break to upgrade the system install a nas and me being me, as soon as I broke the TV, I knew that I was going to have a new TV by the end of the day. Like it just, it, it, there's no, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to go look for my warranty or I'm going to go try to get this repaired. It's life is going to end if I don't get this fixed today. Like I, my brain yeah. just can't handle that shit. So I now have $2,500 more added to my Best Buy credit card, zero APR. Thank you. <laughs> and it got me, you know, this is a good part, a 77-inch Samsung OLED. Holy nice. shit, is that a screen? Do you have OLED? Because I'm, I'm um, new to this, and where the fuck have I been? I don't, I have, the one that I have behind me is an, a mini LED TV, and that one is really nice. I don't, I'm not sure, because we have the Samsung frame in the living room, and I don't think that that one's OLED, but I'm not sure. I don't even it know what the be. fuck the O stands for. I usually know this shit, but OLED is greater than LED. It's not even close, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost looks like smartphone or tablet quality screen, like that clarity, but 77 inches. And then, yeah, like, yeah. all the all the game mode shit, holy fuck. So... Bad, bad news turned into good. The problem is, is I now have a $300 a month Best Buy bill to, to, oh, to yeah. pay off that credit card in two years. And, and, I, and I can't buy anything so, new because I've, I've essentially maxed out my credit line there. And yeah, I could get more credit. I just, I don't, every time you ask for credit, it, it pings your goddamn rating. Exactly. So it is what it is. I don't it know doesn't look like I'm getting the, the-, the Apple Vision Pro anytime soon. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not getting that. There's no way I'm paying thirty five hundred dollars to have a. But you know, essentially, you know they're going to be fucking badass. You know it. You know it. I I've read I mean, early I, shit I out of CES. I just don't like stuff like that. I, I'll, I'll just put it like even if Samsung came out with one, okay. I wouldn't buy it because I just don't like stuff like that. I don't like shit that's attached to my face that has wires running from my head that's got a fucking battery pack on it, and especially not one that's that literally all it's doing is putting a TV screen in front of my eyes. No, it, where, it gives like, us that heads up display in real life. I mean, you can, you can, you control everything like your eyes. I mean, it's Star Trek shit. So I don't know. I just, I read early reviews out of CES and they're like, yeah, Apple finally after it feels like decades has done it again. And it's like, yeah. good. Cause it, it's, it's about time. It's been since the fucking iPad, since this company has been Apple, Steve jobs, please come back to life. Yeah, I mean, Apple has definitely been 
shit yeah. for a long time. So I'm glad that they finally made something that may be worth purchasing, yeah, but not for four thousand dollars. Ain't gonna happen <laughs> these days because I, I kind of piss that my my tech wad away. I, I try I try every three years or so to have a a full Best Buy credit card balance so I can just go in and refresh the house if you know what I mean. Uh, and that's the beauty of 0% APR, people. Never let yourself feel bad about it. I mean, that's the layaway option on Sideshow. I live with payment plans. And I technically hey. don't have to, but if you can, why not? It's better to slowly pay the man instead of just dump out those large wads right at once. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason that I bought the truck that I have now is because when I got it, I, uh, I qualified for 0% financing. So I was like... Damn, yep. on a vehicle? Uh, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. You should have bought yeah. two. <laughs> that's amazing. No, dude, was, 0% dude. on a vehicle. That's unheard of. Yeah. That was, it was something that Chevy was doing in early 2021 or 2022. I think it was early 2022. And it was like, well, qualified buyers get 0% APR. And I was like, well, if I'm qualified, then I'm getting it because that was when I still had my camaro my my black camaro and we just needed a bigger vehicle to like you know we're we're moving it was nice to have a truck to have stuff to be able like to move stuff back and forth so i was like i'll trade in the camaro if i get zero percent apr on this truck then it's a win for me and i did and then because i had zero percent apr i got the full like extended oh, yeah, 10 year warranty and it was only like an extra 20 bucks a month or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of those slap dicks. Like if there's any, Oh, get the super duper package. Like, okay. It's, it said super duper. So why not? Might as well get it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. you know, it's been about 45 minutes. I guess we should talk some star Wars here before we get into uh bad batch, because we got a, we got dumped on. I mean, they're, they're just like, fuck it. Who cares? Here's the trailer. Here's the, the release date. Here's all the episodes in the titles. Have fun series finale. We're done. It's just like, there's no buildup. There's not going to probably be any more trailers outside of some TV spots at this point, because it's, it's a month away from debuting. But before we get there, I, d I do want to put the bed uh, last week's bit, as promised here, I'm going to pay off all my tees. Uh, I went through and, and recapped our top moments from the Mandoverse area. So Mandalorian, Book of Boba, Ahsoka, that type of jazz. Uh, but we did not identify our personal top five because Nick was not here. So at this point in time, now that young Nick has graced us with his presence, we're going to put this one to sleep with the top five. Nick, you got reduced to a top four because like our fans, you did not pay attention to the timeline and you picked Andor. So that one got that one got whacked. Um but he did have Oh, did I? Yeah, he had pick an Andor. Yeah, and, and it was you had okay. the Andor prison escape, which surprised me because you you typically hate that moment. So where did I write I, that? I shit you not, man. I I'll show you right here. Like, Favorite TV scenes. Yeah. It's in there. But I don't have... It's Luke Hallway, WBW, Mando, season one ending, Ahsoka versus Balin on Cetos, Kenobi versus Vader V2. Oh. Well, maybe I... <laughs> maybe it was dyslexia. So, all right. Well, the Kenobi versus Vader is what got cut because it still didn't follow the rules. So... It did, okay. Either, so, oh, yeah. I guess Kenobi's not yeah, Mando first time. Either way, yeah. you failed. But, um, oh, real quick. Now that I said that, did you see what Netflix bought today? For, uh, I think, $10 billion. No, what did they buy? Raw. WWE Raw. Oh, wow. I mean, it is a very popular thing, yeah. and it was on 
Peacock, right? I think, yeah. That, so they're switching stream. I mean, dude, Netflix, like, you know, they are the dude. king and they're just whipping that big dick out at this point in time. Dude, that, that's what I said. Like, if, go back three months. No, yeah, I said it's, that. It's all coming. Like, everything you <laughs> said. Netflix has done. They, they've they've bought yeah. they've bought everyone else's library. I mean, Netflix is essentially backup HBO. They have yeah. all the Warner Brothers content, all HBO's originals now. They're they're buying WWE content. It's insane. I, I don't. It was either five or ten billion. Maybe it's five billion for ten years. It, it's one of those. Like I said, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of coming those. in. But yeah, sorry. I just I knew you'd appreciate that because it's another Dude, another notch. In every your... time I open up Netflix now, I'm like, oh look at that, another HBO show. Oh look, this this one of the top rated TV shows on Netflix is called School Spirits, and that was a Paramount Plus original <laughs> that they licensed from <laughs> Paramount Plus. It's not even their own shit. Oh, like, man. Good for them. Because remember, they were the first ones to go, oh, shit, we just had a massive exodus. And they made, yeah. they made, they clearly had a plan. You know, they brought in the streaming with ads. They locked down the sharing passwords and they just started buying a bunch of content. And they, that's why they're number one. I mean, that. Dude, it's nuts. Like, I, I saw it happen. I'd like, I remember the first time I opened up Netflix, I was like, look at all this HBO shit on here. Damn. Like they're really going all out. And then like every time I open it, there's another show yep. on there from another streaming service that they license. I was like, so I think they realize I think they win. They're going to be one of the, the three standing. I, I think it'll be a combination of Apple Disney as two. Who do you think will be three? Cause it's, it's the rule of three. It's, it's, it's common business and capitalism, yeah. any, any type of business in the end, you're going to have three big dogs in three, a, yeah, it's three market in, a, in an avid, in a, yeah, in, in a market. So yeah. clearly Netflix is its own. I, I do think yeah. Apple and Disney eventually are going to, Apple's probably going to buy Disney plus or something like that. I, I just, there, yeah. there's been a lot of, a lot of smoke around that. A lot of talk. They seem like good partners. So like Apple TV plus and Disney just become a network. Yeah. And I think the third one is probably because I think the third one is probably going to be Max because yeah. they don't have like Paramount plus and Showtime and Peacock don't have the library necessary to sustain themselves off of it. Like really what's keeping Paramount plus alive is all the Star Trek shit. Like that, that's really what's kind of sustaining that, that source over there. And then Peacock, I I don't know why people have Peacock. Like, I really don't understand how that service is still alive. Like I know Uh, they did the Because the NFL forces people to watch playoff games on it now. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Like I know that they did that deal. Like this fall, luckily for the intern, he had Peacock. So I'm, I'm siphoning, but uh, they put a Buckeye game on Peacock this fall. So yeah. that, that's what they're, that's how like, they're selling subs. Yeah. And like Paramount Plus has CBS um, NFL games on there too. So like that's kind of what's keeping those around. But I do think it'll end up being Max because Max has already already has like a deep content library under it just right. from HBO and all of the properties that they acquired like Ghibli's on there. They still have good programming too. Last of DC. Us, House of Dragon, yeah. you know, all that shit. So... Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're I, right. I think it'll you're be right. Max, but we'll see. Okay, <laughs> sorry, another tangent there. I'm excited. Next back, I, I, although I tried, to, I was trying to keep the show somewhat slim, so I'm, I got to get focus here. Here we go. All right, Nick. So, so your top four here. I believe your number four was the battle between Balin and Ahsoka on Setos. Yes, yes, Balin and Ahsoka on Setos because that was that was really the battle in that show. 
that made me fall in love with Balin as a character. Like Balin was already pretty cool leading up to it, but like I think it was that moment that really like turned him into a transcendent type of Star Wars character. Bat said Peacock has fast X. Come on, Nick. Come on, oh, man. Yeah. They got they got yeah. the fast and the furious, bro. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and honestly, so. I'm telling you, I think you channeled a little Balin skull when you were building your most recent Savvy's workshop. It does like it, sure. it it may have been like a completely unconscious thing, yeah. but this it does feel like a Balin it's saber. A, you you sure. gotta you gotta freak your your crystal and get that shit to turn orange. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So your number three then, Nick, was uh, the the meeting of Mando and Grogu for the first time. Yeah. I mean. The climax of S1E1. S1E1 ending. I mean, that not only was it like the moment where, you know, he finds Grogu, but it was also the moment that we were introduced to IG-11. I mean, like that's when IG-11 is like at that same base going like going fighting. ape like yeah. we get to see Just, those the ig droids why they're so dangerous yeah so like it was awesome to see that and it was also awesome just to finally get like essentially what has dominated star wars pop you know pop culture in star wars content creation since he was introduced in this episode and that's grogu you know like this mystery around this baby yoda and you know what is it now? Four years on from five years on from when it was introduced, he's still a mystery. Like there's still so much mystery yeah, we're, we're around. Only this up to him being on a, a Naboo ship with Keller and Beck. That that's yeah as much as we know. So the the fact that they have been able to sustain the mystery around this character after being in as much content as Grogu's been in has been it's been a really fun journey to follow along with. So it, it, yeah, that it's was also really awesome. just one of those like overall Star Wars moments that most fans are going to be never forget because it was such a such a surprise. Like yeah, oh shit, yeah. there's a baby Yoda. All right, next number two then is the. Um, the world between worlds episode. So, um, mm-hmm. Vader slash Anakin and Ahsoka, the lesson. Yeah, I think that that was obviously like we all knew it was coming in some form or fashion. We knew that there was going to be some sort of interaction between Ahsoka and Anakin. We we had speculated with like high accuracy that it was going to be in the world between worlds. Um, just because of Ahsoka's history with the world between worlds with Ezra from Rebels. And then just like the way that they did it and essentially doing like a live action recap of Clone Wars, um, you know, of you know, Clone Wars and, and all of the, you know, things that happened with Ahsoka and Anakin through that show, through the world between worlds and, and then really seeing Anakin, um, not Anakin, but like really seeing Hayden like play Vader to the best that we've ever seen him. Yeah. Like play both Anakin and Vader to the to the best that he's ever done so far. Got him a sad card was, back, bro. Yeah, I mean, was a real treat, <laughs> and then you know it it really reinvigorated yeah. his desire to act again, which is fantastic considering that Star Wars is what killed his desire to act. Yeah, in the first place. Yeah. So <laughs> the full circle moment, as Star Wars is known for. Yeah. So. um I mean, obviously that was a super special moment and, and, and one that'll probably like live in the minds of, of hardcore Star Wars fans. And I, you know, like, you know, fans of the cartoon series and fans of the character of Ahsoka for sure will live in their memories for a while. You know, looking at this, this shot here, Nick, we're seeing Hayden as what I would call Vader because he's got his yellow eyes in. Right. Yeah. 
but do you think fans would go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs if they released a red bladed Skywalker hilt? Like the Skywalker I mean, family I, blade with the red, like we see with the here. red. I mean, I think it would be really or, popular, or interchangeable, sure. right? You, you could you could pop in the red or pop in the blue, but you, you'd essentially have the world between worlds Anakin saber. I think that'd be so. What they would what they should do is on this saber on the Revan saber that I just got. You can't see it now because you can only see it when the blade is attached to it. But you can change the color, so like it will ignite. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, like you can like without having to change a crystal out or anything like that, it will ignite both red and purple. Okay. So you can just like hit like there's two buttons on it. If you hit the green button to turn it on, it'll be red. And if you hit the green and red button at the same time, it'll change it to purple. So you can switch between them. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I, I just I mean, it, yeah. it is. It's it's one of the most classic lightsaber hilts out there. And, you know, he he obviously modified it a bit when he made Vader's. Oh, Darth Vader's saber. Uh, it's just yeah. got that iconic look. But I know fans, at least nuts like me, would be like, oh, yeah, I got the I got the World Between Worlds version. Check this shit out, bro. <laughs> Ching! And my eyes yeah. turn yellow and I start beating up little girls. <laughs> All right. But no, yeah, it was uh, th- that that moment overall was, I mean, obviously something that we've been waiting for as Star Wars fans since... I mean, the live action Ahsoka show was announced and the fact that Hayden was coming back, we're like, okay, well, this has to happen. And they did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. And and probably going to see him again as this character, this version of Anakin slash Vader. Now that Ahsoka season two has been greenlit. So that's awesome. Let's get him in all sorts of shit. Why not? Let's go. Come on, Bob. Come on, Kathy. (laughs) All right. And Nick's number one, his top moment from the Mandoverse era of live action Star Wars is Luke's rescue, Mando S2E8. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to to not have this as your top. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, but it's also arguably the moment that really fucking, like, put the Mandoverse in a weird spot because now, like, well, now you know Luke's around, so why isn't Luke around more often? But... I mean, it was just so well executed, yeah. for lack of a better term. I mean, like, he comes in, see Red 5, lands, like, the whole scene just from the moment he gets on the light cruiser until he really, like, until he exits that hallway and then enters the bridge of the ship and has this conversation with with uh, with Din and, and with Grogu. Like, it was just like pure star Wars geek joy. As soon as that lightsaber emitted and, and he started to cut down all those dark troopers. I mean, it was just, it was unbeatable. It was so, it was so cool to see. And obviously it's had some, you know, arguably negative ramifications on, on the Mandoverse since then. But like, it was such an amazing thing to see Luke Skywalker back on the screen and, you know, people, bitched about like oh well you can see the pixels in his face and stuff it's like i don't give a fuck man it was just so well done that like i don't care if you can tell that his face was de-aged like of course it was mark hamill's fucking 70 something years old they're gonna have to de-age him so did you see he um, he got to meet natalie for the first time his mother I did see yeah. that. It was at that like was the funny. Emmys party or something, yeah. or Golden Globes party went up. He is, yeah. He's a was, social media pro, although I know he upsets a lot of people. So, um, All right. Yeah, I mean, listen, this Luke's rescue in Mandalorian, to me, hell, I'm about ready to write this down because this is a, another rainy day special topic, but um, 
it's it's one of the, it, it could be one of the top five most emotional moments in Star Wars for a fan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely I'm writing that down. Top emotional moments in Star Wars. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I mean, for me, Return of the Jedi to the throne room battle, that melts me to this day because of the, the shit I have with my dad and how I project that relationship there. This is a this one hits too. Like the oh, mm-hmm. oh you know, uh, it's more of the the, the the Luke moment is more of like a nostalgia feels and just to feel good. Kind of like when you listen to music and you're reminded of something in your past. That that's what this scene does for me. I guess yeah. they all do, but I'm trying to think other ones that just oh, Kanan's death is another one that fucking wrecks me. That that's up there. That hell, we should that's another one. Most <laughs> most impactful character death yeah like where they actually die I mean, K- kanan probably wins that but <laughs> yeah and, and like with jedi it's always hard because like yeah you're dead but like we all know you're gonna be back in your fucking blue suit and talking to us like normal anyway so like um yeah there's a ton of them i mean like uh like you know han solo at, at the end of tfa i think that that was a very oh, emotional shit. death and We're, i'm dumb as shit nick we <laughs> We wrote, I lit, we, we started this one when you were here three weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like in terms of deaths. Okay. Yeah. So I have that. I'm dumb. This is what, you know, token the MJ does to you here, but top emotional moments we can leave in. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what an yeah, idiot. No, I mean, look, what am I trying? Like, like it's going to sound bad, but like one of, like one of the, movie moments that always gets me emotionally is in Tross and it's at the end and it's the end game moment. All, like, all the ships I, show up. Yeah. It's like everything's falling to shit. Like every, like everybody's like people are fucking dying. All the ships are being yeah. electrocuted out of the sky and then the you. fleet pops in. And like, that's the same moment. Like I cried at that moment and I cried in end game when the Avengers assemble with all the portals opened yeah. up. Like I, that hit me emotionally yeah, you're too. You're right. And in, in the Tross scene, I, I would, I would say it cheats a little bit because it uses a classic Williams theme. You know, it's the, yeah. you know, it's like, so you're, you're already going to get that Pavlonian reaction if you're a fanboy and just be like, Oh my God, there they are. Wedge. But I don't like for me, I don't know. Like some people have things that like trigger them to cry in, in like films or piece of content or whatever. Mine is like when like, like the chips are down and shit like that. And everybody, like uh, all, all, everybody shows up. Right. It's like, Nick loves that's the, the moment. The cavalry that, like, hits coming me. in. He's a cavalry guy. Yeah. Uh, these friends helping friends these days for me me. (laughs) it's a guarantee if it deals anything with like family stuff like dad and kid it it just especially if it's dad and girl i I did almost too many feels for this bald-headed bearded man all right so there you go there's nick's four i'll rifle through mine real quick because you you poor schlubs had to listen to me talk for two hours last week on this shit my number five i'm going with boba fett's tribal dance the Tuscan mm. Haka. Just loved yep, it. Like yeah. I said last week, tune in last week's episode to get all my thoughts on that. Uh, next up, number four for me is Boba Fett's triumphant return on Tython. When for me personally, he shed the title of the Bozo and became the true mm-hmm. Boba. 
that the rest of you assholes were telling me he was. Number three, like Nick, I had a Anakin's WBW episode, pretty much the whole damn thing. But in terms of the scene, when he comes back and really resonates with Ahsoka, what he's trying to get her to figure out. Number two for me is S1E1 Mando, the meeting of father and green son. And then just yep, like yep. Nick, it's it's undeniable. You can't, it can't go anywhere else. Luke's rescue Mando S2E8. It just, you can't avoid it's, it. It's it's so hard. It's so hard to like justifiably be like, well, that's like a number three. Like right. I don't, nah. it's like, no, it's, Come on. It's the guy. It's one of those things. It's it's almost like, a, and I hate to use this example, but it's it's like a 9-11 where you, you know where you were at. You know what you were doing. You know what you're feeling when you watch this scene. So, yeah, it, I it, mean, it, it's it's one of those like it really defined like what this universe could be. I think is what it was for me, because it was like leading up to that. We're like, OK, we're playing with characters that are, you, you know, like, you know, TV show characters like we're playing with, you know, cartoon characters that have now made their way into live action. But like, how much are they willing to do? And when they when they were like, oh, how much are we willing to do? Luke fucking Skywalker yeah. live action, <laughs> chopping people up like we're not going to hide his face the whole time. He's going to talk. He's going to be Luke. Then you're like, oh, shit, like anything is possible uh, now. Dude, you, you remember it's the week before my my fat ass was sitting here like, blah, blah. They'll never do this. Yeah. I'll suck my own dick if Luke shows up in Mandalorian. And I wish I could. I couldn't. But I did sit there and smack myself around because I, I I was making some big claims out there, kind of like Chris Russo just did a few few months ago with the the. The World Series, and if you're a Pittsburgher, there was an announcer way back when, I think they're playing the Phillies, and he's like, hey, if they come back and win, I'll walk home, and he did. He had he walked home from <laughs> Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, forget his name, but it's it was kind of a famous story when I was growing up. But yeah, it's just like, I, I was so not expecting them to kind of open Pandora's box, and they did, and here we are, and it's great, but it also, as Nick has mentioned previously it's it's introduced some narrative concerns because in the end you could just be like well hey thron's here all right call luke hey the abelos here all right call luke um hey the first order's rising call luke yeah it's you know and we'll see i mean obviously there's still a lot of content to come for the mandoverse and i really do hope that um, that John and Dave at least attempt to explain some of that because it is, like you said, it's now the question is like, well, the guy came here to take this little baby Yoda off this ship, but like when the whole galaxy is at risk of being destroyed, he's just somewhere else. Dude, like he's I just, mean, if you really like, think about it, think about what, what, why Luke punished himself. Because of Kylo, he's like, well, I, I, I let the dark side back into the galaxy. It's like, hey, bro, yeah. for, for like two decades, you let the First Order rise on your watch. Like, yeah. you, you fucked so, up like, like 10 years after you won. So what, what, what yeah, are you talking so, about? You, you, come on. Got some got some definite Luke Skywalker cherry picking happening there. But, you know, there's still, like I said, there's still time. <laughs> there's still the possibility that we could see Luke come back in in this Mandoverse. If he's not in, here's what I'll say. If he's not in the Mandoverse crossover movie, what the fuck are you doing? That'd be <laughs> like, pretty suspect. Would you want yeah. him, I think Connor brought this up, would you want him recast at this point if he makes the movie? Like just fucking pull the band-aid off? Just, just do Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Like here's my issue with that is like, 
Mark Hamill has already blessed it. Mark Hamill's oh, already yeah, been yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know, like, I know. I just, I, I wonder if, because, you know, KK made that brazen statement like, hey, we're never going to recast our, our legacy people because she was essentially banging on Alden Ehrenreich for, for being yeah. solo. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. We, we got over it. I mean, the fans, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we can do it. I, I don't th- like, in my opinion, if like one, if the person that you're recasting is still alive, it, like you should get their, their blessing to do it. And two, if you're going to do it, like, just make sure that, you know, you're, you're casting quality people. Like, I don't think that anybody has a problem with Sebastian Stan playing Luke Skywalker because he's a quality actor. We've seen him in things that, that, that prove his quality and the look is almost identical. So like, we, we don't have a problem with it, but dude, I'd be fine with would, his body double from Mandalore or book of Boba Fett. I mean, he, he again, looks just like Mark Hamill and he's a no name. Even, yeah. even better. So like, you know, just like realistically, like what I would like is for them to stop making stuff where they have to recast, yeah, you know, right. old parts and like start to build new, out new areas. New of Star the Wars galaxy. stories, Nick. What are you smoking crack, dude? Come on. I must be. Why would we but, ever do that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's I, a galaxy, I, Nick, but it's a very, very, very minute galaxy. Yeah, it's like a galaxy the size of like North Texas. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's nothing you know. but sand. That's either yeah. brown or black. Yeah, it's, it's sand or it's snow. There's no in between. It, it, maybe that's all you maybe get. a planet full of buildings. That's about it. There, there is no yeah. landscape. It's either all buildings, sand, snow, or black volcanic dust. Yeah, so we'll see. <sighs> right. I mean, I think if the, if the crossover movie comes and they're going to put Luke in it, I would really like to see them cast an actual actor that will be like, okay, if Luke is in anything from here on out, this is the person that will play him. Because it just gives you more opportunity to like, you, you don't have to work within the constraints of like, well, is this going to look weird because his face has to be done? And would you now, you know, uh, Nick, if they did the recast, like would you want them to use voice AI to, to make it sound like Mark's or just full mm-hmm. recast? Just, just full okay. recast. Just, just make it happen. And like, Hey, just, you know, like that's why I would say like pick an actor that can do like some sort of like, voice modulation on their own to try to make their voice sound a little bit like Mark if they can. Um, but here's the thing, like, yeah, Mark can do dub like voice dub now, but if you plan on using Luke for a long time, like in Mark passes, you like, he is oh, well, assured that's not going to give of AI you, though. They don't even, but he's not going to give them the, op- he's not going to give them the rights to do I'm that not, because I think now I they have to think, because it was recorded back in the seventies and he was paid for it. They actually own the dot, like the recording. So I think they can train models to mimic his voice. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then <laughs> AI, we'll we're all going to die. Speaking of AI, this motherfucker, Connor, I'm going to knock him out. Like I'm not a guy to introduce new tech to because I have OCD with it where I got to figure out what every damn button does. I'm like, hey, dude, I, you know, you, you, your content's very well done. What are you using? And he's just like, oh, it's CapCut. I'm sure. You, oh, yeah. I I'm use sure you've Cap heard of it. it it's like, holy shit. Why haven't I been using this? I mean, you, you don't even need a brain. I, I could start whipping out good memes in two seconds. It's all done for you. But I mean, I, I use CapCut for video editing, but it's only for like clients okay. that like I have to do like 
like I only do like really simple shit in CapCut video editor, but I don't know like the full capability. Oh, oh, I, I, I probably burned two hours of life. I didn't need to burn today going through CapCut trying to master. It. I mean, it, it's got so much AI infusion. You, you pretty much can just look at it and think and it's going to make something. Yeah. Are you using the phone app or are you using like the, the desktop Just on version? phone. I, I see that there yeah. is a desktop now. So who knows? I, I'm trying not to add a ridiculous <laughs> workflow to my life that I already don't have a ton of time to make this stupid shit that no one watches. But if I can spice things up a little bit, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to dabble for a week or so and see what happens. But I yeah. just I, uh, yeah, I can't be a I'm... normal person. Just open it and use it what I need for. You know what I mean? Like, are you like that with yeah. technology where... You really just need it for a purpose, but because it may have 10 other buttons, you're going to spend a lot of time figuring out what those buttons do or, or you're fine. Oh, no, I don't. I used to be like that, but not anymore. Okay. <laughs> like, good, good for yeah, you. Because it is it's a real like I do think it's a form of OCD. It's 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 kind of like tapping a door. It's I can't move on in life until I've either read the full manual or gone through every setting and learn what they can do. Yeah, no, I, I used to do that. But like with CapCut. I, I literally use it as like a like only the video editor side of it. Like that's Got that's it. all I use because I like that's just the purpose that I needed it. Yeah, for. I, so I, I think what I'm going to try to do, I, I, Opus still works for us. I, I, I like what it does because it just it, it takes a lot of manual chopping of shit. But I think I'm going to start exporting those and bringing them in the cap cut to maybe, you know, if we're talking about a scene, show it or you know, shit you've seen from other people. Uh, we'll, mm. we'll see. Like I said, it depends on the workflow. I'm not trying to add a ton of extra time to my life because like, the time I put in the Star Wars time show, at least to me, is not returned the way I, I want it in terms of views, audience, likes. So I ain't going to... Yeah. Don't worry, Nick. I, I'm not going off the reservation. All right, man. It's time to get into Bad Batch Season 3. We got the trailer yesterday. So, of course, I ripped some stills to analyze, to look through, to speculate on. Um, but really, the big thing coming out of it is the return of Asajj Ventress. Those of you that are into Star Wars words and shit, you know that... I, I don't want to say the word retcon because it's it's clickbaity right now because literally the creators came out and say, hey, don't worry, we're handling what happens in Dark Disciples. But I guess Asajj being dead is a retcon. So she's back. Dude, it's, they are. I love it <laughs> on, on her fucking. So you sent me the link. Oh, to they, her, they updated her. it yesterday. Yeah, it says Ventress's body was later laid to rest in the waters of her clan's village on Dathomir. And this is what they added. However, she lived on during Clone Force 99 struggle against the new Galactic Empire. End of sentence. What? Yep. End of end. Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. <laughs> like, so who knows? So she's dead, but she lived we'll, on. We'll, we'll get there when we get to her <laughs> screen. I mean, I, I have some theories. We'll, we'll talk about it. But that, that, that kind of was the big buzz. Not that, oh, we got the trailer. It's holy shit. A, an awesome character is back. Yay. But B, what the fuck? Uh, so, so, yeah. so we'll, we'll kind of talk about that, but the, 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 creatives are aware they've specifically said, listen, we, we get it. We've, we, we've handled it appropriately. So I'm, I'm sure we I are going, so. it is going to be explained to us. It's not going to be a somehow Asajj Ventures has returned, hopefully. Um, but anyways, if you're new here, Nick and I, anytime we get new star Wars trailers, shows, animation, episode shorts, you name it, we will sit here around the horn, break it down, dive deep, and let the fans know what we think and what more than likely is going to happen because we're that fucking good. 
uh, to kind of get some nuts and bolts stuff out of the way. Bad Batch Season 3 debuting February 21. So unfortunately, it looks like they're like, hey, fuck you guys in the Tuesday night reveal. We're going back to Wednesday. So Matt, eat shit. That does not make me happy. Um, but I still think we're going to move shows to Wednesdays, depending on Nick's schedule. But we're going to get a three-episode drop on the 21st. Yeah. They're not playing around. Uh, we also got the full lineup of episodes. So we'll, we'll discuss the episode titles once we get through the screens. But Bad Batch Season 3 start February 21. It's going to be over by May 6th. So they're clearing the slate going into Star Wars Day, which means it's probably going to be a couple months before we get one of the live actions, which... I think we we kind of expected. We've been talking about Acolyte yeah. and Skeleton Crew probably hitting late summer, late fall. Uh, but Bad Batch is going to take up the spring for us, which is nice. So, um, yeah, great trailer. Uh, plenty of intrigue. Uh, a lot of mystery there. Some characters. If you were looking in the screens, you're like, whoa, hey, what are they doing there? Or who's that? And, well, that's why Nick and I are here. So... We're going to go through the screenshots we took. If you want to follow along, we're on StarWarsTime.net. We are in the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer stills, Ventures Reveal, and Episode Titles Post. All right, those of you on the live stream, you just got to poke your little uh, flesh orbs up here. Take a peek. Here we go. If you want to join the live stream, don't forget, Tuesdays, at least for now, 5 p. East, YouTube.com slash Show. Oh, I did a reaction trailer like the kids do. Don't Never have really understood those, but... I did one yesterday because it was easy, and uh, I still don't understand why reaction videos are popular, but it's probably why I'm 43 and I'm kind of out of touch with a lot of the trends these days, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but um, here we go, Nick. We'll, we'll start with the screens, and we'll kind of go through the episode titles. Um, up first, you know, the trailer kind of starts. They're, they're clearly on a, a heist mission, a rescue mission of some sort, right? They're, they're running mm -hmm. from TK's. They're in one of those big ass, I, I forget the name of the tanks, but, you know, we see them in Rogue One. Uh, it's kind of the thing that Jin is rescued off of. Um, yeah. And there's there's three of them there. And and this is the interesting thing, Nick. I'm sure you, you didn't see this. So this is the first one I kind of want to dive in on here. But during the rescue mission, right around when the TKs land on top of their transport, and, you know, we see Fee, obviously, Fee's back. That's good. Remember, yep. Fee, Fee kind of became one of their allies, even more so than um, Sid. Sid turned yeah. on him in the end, uh, mm -hmm. like we expected. And, and it seems in season three, they're still going to be kind of lockstep <clears throat> with Fee. It even looks like they're, they're going to be, is it Pooba? Nick, what was that horrible episode in season two where they spent the whole time on that? Pa pa Pabu. Pabu, Pabu, right? Pabu. Pabu. Yeah, Pabu. Um, and, and it looks like that's still going to kind of be their base in season three. But anyways, Wrecker, Hunter, and some dude in Crosshair's armor are on this mission. Nick, if you see here in the, in the next screenshot mm -hmm. after Fee, if you look to the, to the left over Hunter's shoulder... We have a clone wearing Crosshair's OG Clone Force 99 armor. The, the gray and the yeah. reds. So, is it him? Or is it another clone that they may have just rescued and they're, they're, they're bumming Crosshair's armor that may have been left behind? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think that we get a little bit more context in a screenshot later down in the, in the, um, in the trailer. But... It is like it it seems so unlikely that they would pick somebody else up and just be like, well, here, here you like just wear his armor. 
because that feels like a sacred thing to that family, right? You know, like the Bad Batch doesn't seem like they they're just going to be like, well, here, like you know, this is just leftover armor that's laying around, especially when um <clears throat> when it comes to like Wrecker and when it comes to Hunter, like those. I mean, obviously, Tech is dead. Maybe who knows? Um, like they were very much like you know, all in on like the family idea of this group. And I just don't think that they would like, like throw somebody. In come on. Armor. It's him, man. This is post rescue. All right. Why the fuck would they show it in a trailer then? Unless the intern fucked up. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, come on, people, let's be real. This is almost, this is either a blatant fuck up or it's so obvious it can't be crosshair. I think like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, Maybe they're just because I mean, and, and like I said, once get back down to it, that would be a major like, season three moment. Not, not we all kind of figured that they're going to rescue at some point, but the fact that they could potentially rescue Crosshair early and have them for the mission to get Omega—that's fucking huge. Because Omega and Crosshair are in the same building at the end of season two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's and and like again, it's like it's hard to tell because usually. They're taking like episodes one, two, and three are going to be what your trailers from, right? Correct. I mean, that's what we've seen in in all of the other shows. They don't really give you stuff from later in the season, so it would be a huge surprise if they rescued him that early on. And like you said, you know, they're like Crosshair and Omega are relatively close to each other. You know, like they're, they're it's both not in like, the Tantus facility. So <laughs> yeah, like why would you rescue one and then not get the other? But it just seems so weird to me that they would just shove somebody else in that well, armor. Well, I, it just, I was kind of spitballing this with with Connor. Uh, um, even in the trailer, in house season two, all Rex is doing is going around and saving clones that have broken conditioning have left the Empire. So it could very well be, hey, we need to go get this clone. They're locked up. Clone has no armor. And Bad Batch is like, all right, motherfucker, we need you. We don't care if you've been locked up. We need you to fight. We need to get the hell out of here. Throw on homeboy's armor. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, they're just like, hey, who cares? The fans probably know they're going to rescue Crosshair. Let's just piss it away in the first trailer for the season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the first one because they also... You know, I mean, like, I I guess we assumed that Echo was going to come back and help him. But like, you know, you get the reveal that Echo essentially like rejoins the gang, too. Mm-hmm. So, it, like I said, maybe. very, very interesting thing to leave in there if it's truly him. And that that's why I can't like bad. I just can't commit to. Oh, yeah, it's, it's obvious it's crosshair because that would be a big overstep from the Lucasfilm team, whoever, whoever chopped up, you just, you don't edit a trailer with a big reveal like that and put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Star Wars do it at least. And I'm pretty damn good at picking up on little shit and speculating. And I don't know. It just, it seems too obvious to me. So I I can't, I can't fully dip my toe into the that's crosshair, uh, that pool or pond, whatever you want to say, but we'll we'll see. Cause I mean, it, it it is his armor. Cause you can see him there. Um, next shot, Nick, as they're jumping off the transport, he's up there. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the, the pack, the gun, everything. Uh, so ready to rock. Um, and that, that to me is, it's not so much the armor, it's the gun. That's the giveaway to me because like, that's a very specialized weapon. Like you're not going to hand a sniper rifle to some rando that you pick up 
because like they just don't know how to use it. Like, and like to me, like that weapon was very specific to Crosshair. That weapon was obviously like built for him with that in mind. And I just don't know if like you can just give that to some clone off the street right. and they're going to be able to use it properly. So that that was the one thing to me that I was like, that like pushed it over the edge that this it's probably hey, crosshair remember, because of the they gun. got Django jizz in them. Mandalorian weapons are their culture. I think I think they could figure it out if if they were given a a pew pew. They could, they'd be like, all right, point it this way and squeeze. Uh, it's just uh, don't you think like for for both Bad Batch and the character that his redemption would be better served if he sacrifices as they're trying to save him and her. I mean, I guess it depends on how they approach the sacrifice or how they approach the rescue, because there's a world where this rescue occurs early and there's you have a whole then essentially you have a whole season where your season is not just build up, build up, build up to this one event and then like over. They may just want to be like, look, everybody knows that they're going to get rescued. So put it up front and then give us the whole season to have another storyline that they're working towards because honestly if the whole season was well we we have to do this to go save them and we have to go this to do save them and it, it it's just like them doing little shit to prepare for them to to go on the rescue mission then the whole season just feels like it's leading up to one specific event that everybody knew was going to happen anyway so like so, so this way <clears throat> You could potentially introduce the narrative of how does Crosshair and his brothers make peace for his decision? Yeah, you know, like if that's the case and and we're not going to go with the heroic sacrifice of Crosshair to save Omega, then it's It's like more of a redemption tour. Yeah, well, it's it's like a redemption tour. And it's like, how do you fix a broken family? Because not only is it like, well, Crosshair's the one that needs to be redeemed. There's a lot of family dynamic, like tech is dead and, and Omega got kidnapped. There's, there's so much healing to go on between these core members that like, if your end moment of the whole series is like, we saved them, then you have no room left to get through all of that emotional, like bonding, like in, in figuring out what this family looks like now that you've lost one of the members and one of the members has turned against you and then come back and you had this kid that was kidnapped and now is back like you're probably right I mean the the bigger bang is probably in Crosshair coming back making peace and then dying after the peace has been made that that, you know it's the it's the tragic hero where yeah he kind of went off script came back rebuilt himself up did a heroic thing but it cost him his life so just just when it felt like Crosshair was going to finally get everything he needs he has to die yeah, and there's like, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's information that he can give them and that information once yeah. he's extracted may lead them on like, okay, now that they're back, this is the big goal. We have to take down this facility. Like, it, 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 they may That's decide like, you know, like we we have to do, like, uh, we can't end just saving them because that doesn't resolve anything. Well, yeah, because we, we know be they, they can't find the location now because at the end, I believe that, I forget the very end, but the... Something happened. They're either going to get a tracker on a ship or follow the ship to, to find Tantus, and they couldn't. 
So they, yeah. they've effectively lost Omega's trail. They have no way of finding her. So that, yeah, I mean, it would make sense if he, he came back and kind of provide that intel. And the groundwork is laid. If you remember, he's the one that escaped his, his bondage to mm-hmm. send them, what was it, like Clone 9 or something 99. It was one of their, their commands. Call, like, yeah, call signal or something. And, and that kind of tipped them in that what they need to do, where they need to go. And, and obviously that's when, when, when tech passed. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I found it very strange that they snuck that in there. I mean, you, you could have got away with these shots because they're fast moving. Unless you're a weirdo and taking screenshots, you wouldn't have seen it. But the fact that they just did a close up and it's like... Hey, there, the cross, crosshair's back, and he's in his his ninety nine armor. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, you know, Nick made some good points. Next one here, dude. And really, I, 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 it, it, it's a throwaway screenshot. It, it's the ship of, I believe, it's the shot of Fee's ship. I, I think it is approaching what looks to be Coruscant, but there's a Coruscant, There's yeah. this like Mass Effect looking space station up there. Yeah. What, what the fuck is that? Is that Coruscant one? I didn't think that was till New Republic time. That, yeah, I don't know if this is like. I mean, it, it, is this like some sort of new like planetary defense space station that the Empire has right, built like, on the outside of Coruscant? It, it's odd because you know we we never saw it throughout the Clone Wars era uh, or the prequels, right? That's the only time we, we yeah. checked in on Coruscant. We we didn't see it in the Mandalorian when we went back to Coruscant during the New Republic. I, it could have been on the so, other side of the planet. Who the fuck knows? I, I even looked up. Yeah. I was like, is this a thing from High Republic? I'm like, no, Starlight Beacon is out in the Outer Rim. Yeah, that's way out there. So what? the, the only thing that I can think of is that that blue hue that you see around Coruscant, this is all from Legends, and I'm sure that they've edited it or whatever, but like that blue hue around Coruscant is a shield. It's an environmental shield because Coruscant has... Its atmosphere is not thick enough to prevent. Well, you're right. Like you remember, you see the tip of the mountain in in the square, like Coruscant's main yeah. plaza, because the entire planet has been built up and built up and built up and built up. So Nick is Nick's right. I mean, the buildings are essentially in space almost. Yeah. So like you need this this <laughs> this force field around the planet to sustain the atmosphere for it, because if it wasn't there how high everything is built, you would essentially suffocate. So you, that could be like one of the environmental protection stations that like monitors this, this like enviro shield around the whole planet. Cause I remember in legends in the X-Wing series, one of the things that the rebel, you know, I mean now the new Republic or like the, the, the rebels did after they blew up, the Death Star was they invaded Coruscant. And one of the ways that they did it was they caused storms inside of the force shield that that made the shield go down. So they could invade. They had like all of their ships invade after the, the force shield went down and they took Coruscant back. So I wonder if that may be like a representation of some sort of like Enviro shield station that monitors that. Thing. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it looks like a massive space station. I mean, it, you know, there, yeah. there's some shit going on there. I don't know. I mean, hopefully that's where they're headed and not Coruscant, because I'd really like to to get some insights into what, what is this. I'm with you. I, th- I think the Empire probably uh, launched Yeah, because if you look at structure. it, too, it's like 
it looks like it's a little bit like oh, it's, you, you got the red yeah, light very imperial darker yeah, yeah. Me, metal oh yeah it's so. got the, it's got like the death star grays going on for sure yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I was like hey i i know coruscant i've never seen that thing before i wonder what the hell it is all right well i i, I did my research like i said the only space station i could find in coruscant was something called coruscant one but that was new republic and i, I don't even know if that's canon anymore so all right Anyways, moving right along through the trailer, stuff that's important. Clearly, Rex is going to be heavily involved in this season. You would think. No, I, I, I don't think he's, he's not going to be a main team member, but he's going to be interfacing with the guys, kind of letting them know. And, and from the trailer, it's like, listen, our brothers, I, I thought we'd be safe after the Clone Wars, but it's actually 10 times worse for us now. Uh, they're the clones at this point are essentially being hunted down and destroyed systematically. So Rex's mission of, of saving as many clones as possible continues into season three. And you would think the bad batch are probably going to be much more engaged now because they need help. They need to find these clones, as Nick said, to get as much information as they can on the empire to try and get the little girl back. Yeah. I mean, Rex is in inevitable part of this, this season so like seeing him back here and obviously like in his rex get up in his full armor and everything like that not surprising to see and and really i mean i guess what will be interesting here is like you know we associate rex and ahsoka so closely so is there a possibility especially during this timeline where like her focus is on like helping out the rebellion and 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 like protecting the people in the fallout from order 66 and the rise of the empire. Like, is there a possibility that, that Ahsoka makes a, an appearance here? I'm glad you brought that up, Nick, because one of our rainy day topics that we now have to get scheduled is top X characters needing to make a bad batch debut. And um, <laughs> let's just say she's number one on the list. So yeah, um, I, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, hopefully we remember Rex because I, I have a point I need to make once we get towards the tail end of the trailer on the final mission and what you think it could entail and who could be on it. But uh, if I forget, try to remind me. You people in the audience, you're probably even better at that. Try to remind me. Okay, so like I said, Rex and me, Tyler's like, hey, man, our brother's getting fucked up everywhere. Then we get kind of a montage of just clone carnage. We get this purple-hued planet with Tatooine-esque structures on it. Not really sure what where this is. Uh, definitely not Pabu, uh, but there's some shit going on there. Burning clones. We get a, a downed marauder, more dead clones. It, like I said, it seems the Empire is going to be ramping up the uh, systematic extermination of the clone troopers in, in Season 3, which we knew coming. Yeah. They, they were starting to do it in Season 2. Just like, yeah, very openly in season yeah, two. Like, oh, yeah. They just started. Oh, you, you don't like this? Okay, you now. die. Yeah, you go. You get locked up and repurposed. Yeah. Um, there, there's obviously a tone here, Nick. This season, it seems that the TK units are going to fully supplant any clone troops, at least to spread throughout the galaxy. You know, we get this shot of this planet. You got all the all the TK troopers kind of rolling in and, and taking shit over. Um, yeah, yeah. Then, then we start getting shots of uh, Omega, right? You know, looking a little mm -hmm. older. There, there was. Let me pull up my notes here. Um, yeah, Nick. So it, it's coming up here, but actually, I'm a few shots away, so I'll save it. But there's a line that Hunter says that implies that I think a fair amount of time will have passed 
between season two and season three, but I'll, I'll kind of save that there. So we see, you know, Omega, she's still locked up. They got her all in her little clone outfit. She runs across her buddy Crosshair, who at this point we're speculating he may be getting saved before her. Or how, Nick, what if he just gets out? Or they take him yeah, somewhere I mean, else and he gets out, and that's how the batch gets him. One of those types of deals. Yeah, yeah, he may find an escape route out himself if they're like transporting him between different facilities or something like that. Yeah, yeah and he possible, um sure. he's not looking he's not looking yeah, happy he looks, there. I mean, that, that's a pretty depressed like a looking boy. clone. Um, yeah. Do you remember the what's her sister's name? Oh, Emir, right? Mm-hmm. Who we're coming yeah. up to here? For some reason, that name was um. Uh, yeah, the the one with the goggles right. on. This the, the one that essentially like is feeling kind of like an Afra esque role. No, she. You uh, remember at the end of season two, she comes out and says, "Hey, I'm I'm oh, a clone. Yeah. Like I'm a special clone, yeah. just like you in Clone yeah. Force ninety nine. Uh, yeah, but I I was thinking of her as like more of like a researcher kind of like yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Afra was way more like in the field research and like you know more Indiana Jones oh, stuff. Like so. in the comics, bro, she she's essentially like a, a being at this like a star being at this point in time. Like she can channel some <laughs> crazy ass being to take over. Uh, Hemlock is you know he's he's gonna be our our main antagonist and you know he it looks like he's gonna get a visit from Homeboy coming up down here. Good old Sheev. Um, it seems Nick, you know, we, he, he says something like, Hey, keep, keep the girl locked down. It's it, maybe this is after crosshair gets out, or maybe they make an initial attempt and get him, And that's when Hemlock's like, Hey, shit, if, if they could get crosshair, if crosshair could get out, clearly they're after this kid, we need to really lock her down. It's almost like they have her pinned with lasers to where if she moves, she's going to get you know, whacked in half, or maybe they're lasers. That, they're they're kind of like those ray shields where they just hold her in place. Yeah. I was wondering what this, this one shot is of like, you know, the one that you're talking about with like these beams kind of scan. I don't know what's going on. It's like, if that's her cell and she literally can't move, but it almost, it could also be like, she's being scanned, like leading, like going into a room, like this is scanning her for like foreign objects or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's, but they definitely have her under, very close watch and, and yeah i mean well, you, you could be right there it might be because crosshair yeah, somehow escaped or something like that yeah uh, there it is we get the shot with uh omega's sister the the clone sister her name's like a or something like that i, I i'm I, i'm embarrassed that I, I can't remember this name this is usually what i do this is the one thing my brain can retain is useless star wars facts but but not today and I mean, obviously, she's going to play a role in season three, more than likely to help, even though she's done a lot of shady shit to to Crosshair and technically Omega by just allowing her to get caught and, and locked up. But I do deep down think she's she's maybe not necessarily a plant from an outside force, but she is there to ultimately help her her clone brother and brothers and sisters, don't you? Emery, Emery Carr. Emery Carr, okay. That's don't you think name. she's ultimately going to maybe not break bad since she kind of, I mean, break good since she kind of already did by technically letting Crosshair slip past her? I mean, I guess, I guess to this point, it is, it's more about like under how much control is she, you know, like what level of control right. is, is like put under her? Because I do think what may end up happening here is like 
they know like clone force 99 essentially knows that like the extermination process of all of the clones has has started so what their end goal might be once crosshair is out is like we have to free the rest of these clones from this facility that are there because there are other clones that are there as well and she may be a part of that that whole circumstance right. so yeah i mean she may become what is effectively a mole right. within the Tantus operation. I mean, dude, there, there's a chance she's already linked up with Rex and this is a long game plan. You know, she, they, they, they yeah. got her hooked up with Hemlock as, as soon as possible. Who knows? Uh, she, she's definitely an intriguing character. Someone that, you know, really wasn't doing much last season, but anytime she was in a scene, the camera would focus on her, kind of letting you know, like, hey, don't don't sleep on this chick. And then at the end, obviously, we get the reveal. Uh, she first really helps Crosshair after shooting him up with some shit, but she more or less lets him get out. And, and then she specifically reveals herself to Omega. And you're not going to kind of rat yourself out without some sort of deeper plan. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, like I said, when we see Omega looking out of the bars, we get a voiceover from Hunter and he says, Omega has been waiting for us for a long time. So Nick, are you, are you thinking a long time could be months, years? I don't think it's years because if anything, it may be like one a year. year. Okay. Yeah. Because if it was, if it was multiple years, I feel like we would see a little bit more we, age yeah, progression right. on her and she still looks relatively similar to the last time that we saw her. Hair's grown so back out a little, little bit again. Yeah. Yeah. Hair's getting a little long. Um, she doesn't look like she's, you know, especially at her age too. Like, you know, when two years pass, when you're, you should see a 11 years a old, major change. Like, yeah. 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 Puberty. So it's I, a bitch. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I would imagine it's probably like close to a year that she's been in captivity. It would also explain like, you know, obviously Crosshair's been in their clutches a little bit longer. So that looks like we, you know, maybe that's why he looks even more downtrodden. Cause it's like another year on top of the time that he's already been yeah. there. Um, so All right. I think that that would probably be an appropriate amount of that's time not bad. for I'll, him I'll, to be I'll, like, I mean, these days, you know, I'm still a little, little shell shocked from the, the zero amount of time that passed between force awakens and TLJ. And so, TLJ you, you like, never know. Literally, you never yeah, know the if, nine minute or break. or you go to the Mando verse and John Favreau's like, I don't know, it's fucking a year, two years, three years, 10 years. Who knows? It's fucking years. It's past. like, who, it's like <laughs> who, who really pays attention to these timelines? It's like a lot of people. Yeah, well, us idiots people. do. And then, then you have people who are like, oh, Ahsoka takes place before Empire Strikes Back. They're like, no, but I guess I can see no, why you it, idiots think that now, because things aren't clear, even from the creators these days. Yeah. Okay. Um, and here we go. Great fucking scene with Sheev kind of mimicking his Death Star 2 arrival. I love that. Yeah. Um, yep. The only thing we, we're missing from here is Vader, but I, I don't think Vader's allowed in, in Bad Batch. He's, he's kind of out hunting Jedi at this point in time. Yeah. I think that he's a little preoccupied and like really, like, it makes more sense for Sheev to be more intimately involved here because, like, Order 66 was his plan. Right. Like Vader, he, like obviously Anakin didn't know shit about it. And he's just like, all right, well you just go hunt down the rest of the Jedi. Like I have shit that I'm well, working yeah, on Nick, now. This is his, this is somehow he returned. This is his cloning yeah. projects. I mean, uh, th exactly. Uh, this is clearly the, I'm pretty sure this is the, the landing bay at Tantus. It seems he's coming to visit some of the lines he's saying are like, Hey, listen, motherfucker, this is the most important thing to the empire right now. 
meaning me. So you yeah. will have any resource at your disposable. I, I'm pretty pretty sure that that's a, a, a general recap of what he says in these lines. Uh, but you gotta love him. He, he he's got the Imperial Guards now, so time has passed a bit since the Bad Batch season one. Um, clearly, you you can just see the prevalence of the TKs. We're still using commandos though. All right, there's there's still some clone commandos there. There's clone commandos seem to be Hemlock's personal guard. And uh, like I said, it seems like Sheev is coming to visit. And I, 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 I hope it's more than just good, good, you know, oh, I'll give you all the money. I, I, let's get a little direction from Palpatine here, right? Like, let, let's let's hear a little more of the man speaking the plan. Like, look, yeah, I mean, if, like just just say the cloning shit, right? I want to hear it come out of his mouth. Like, hey, how's the how's the shit going? Did, yeah, because where's my baby? There's Where, one, where's where's Ray? Where where's Ray's yeah, dad? Like, where's where's all of my different clone <laughs> bodies? But like, if there's one person that he's going to talk to about it, it's got to be Hemlock. Hemlock's leading the whole fucking thing. So like, if he goes into this conversation with Hemlock and is like all you know, mums the word there, then really you're probably just not going to hear him talk about nah, his plans, we, which is like what we need. Yes. You know, like it's, it's, you're using this, like this whole clone facility and this whole storyline around cloning in this show to essentially be like, this is what was like Tross was talking about. This is what we were, right. you know, happens in the sequel trilogy dark side. with the dark science, know? Sith magic. <laughs> it is. So, you're right. I mean, I mean this is the backstory for somehow, man. That's just, that's yes. what it is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do it in Fortnite, but here we are. It looks like we're getting it in, <laughs> in bad batch, but I really, I really hope he's more than just a, a cameo. Uh, I, I, I want a little, let, let, let's get a little of the, the master's plans kind of laid out there. And you're right. I yeah. mean, he, he's got to be able to talk about it openly, at least with Hemlock and Nala say like, Hey, did, have you sh- shook down this Camino in enough to get the secrets on cloning? Cause clearly we can't figure it out. They were awesome, but we, uh, genocided their asses. So yeah, it's like we accidentally <laughs> killed their whole race. Yeah, so we, now we, we have to figure yeah, it we out. We kind of need a little help, pal. So, uh, I'll give you all the money you want, but this is what I need. I need yeah. multiple clone vessels. One's going to be my son and he's eventually going to have a daughter who's going to kill me. So yeah, he's like, I like, he needs to say like, how is it going creating force infused yes. clone vessels? Yes. Like yeah. that is, that's what this whole fucking thing is leading it, it, to. Nick, like, it, it extends from here, multiple decades up into the Mandalorian, you know, we, we, yeah. and, and it, it seems like Gideon might've finally figured it out. So, um, yeah, it's very important. Please just let Ian do his thing through Sheev Give them, give them some time. I know they don't like using the mains in, in animation too much, but this is a perfect spot for animated Sheev to, to, to kind of shine a little bit. Kind of like how Vader got a decent amount of spotlight in Rebel Season 2. You know, he, he, he was almost yeah. they're, they're the main antagonist for the most part. Um, but hey, it was good seeing him. It was good hearing him. Ian, as always, just, just kills it as this character. Um, yeah, but I, I just let, let, let's get a little more than cackling. And yeah, you can have a bunch of money. Uh, OK, so this character has a lot of people wondering who it is, and I'm guessing they just forgot that we've we've seen characters like this in, in season two. 
I'm talking about the slides where, and, and if you look at this one, Nick, where you have a bunch of TKs facing this character, that that's yep. Pabu, right? That's Pabu. Yeah, I mean that that's because Pabu was like an like a tropical island thing, and that mountain behind them with this huge tree. Right. That's it, it looks it, it, like Pabu. So it, it seems eventually Pabu is going to get ratted out, like like most planets eventually did under the Empire. Uh, but they're probably going to send a major force there because it, it, more than likely they're going to learn that they've been harboring these clones. And more than just Bad Batch, you got to remember, I, I'm pretty sure Pabu is becoming kind of the clone haven, the rescued clone yeah. haven. But when we go to the next scene, we we see the character in his face mask, and there's a bunch of people out there making videos like, who is it? Is it a crosshair? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? I just want to remind everyone, this is just probably another um, true believer clone. We We saw this this exact armor in season two, uh, I believe it was in episode seven. I actually pulled screens right before the show here. You, yeah. It was the one where like he, crosshair goes on his first mission. No, no, it, or it's, something. it's the or, one where they're trying to assassinate, uh, the Senator from, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Pamp, it was Pampanota or something cl- like that. Yeah. It's, it's like episode seven of season two. And, and if you're on the stream right now, I have the screenshot up. It's just a it's a true believer clone. I don't know if these are clones that they've kind of gone and, and retweaked their chips. But if you remember, Rex ultimately kind of captures the guy, removes his helmet. And Rex is like, what's your name? What's your number? And he's like, hey, you have no markings. Like you, Rex essentially says, like, hey, you're not like my other brothers. The rest of us. Yeah, you, you yeah. don't have the shit. And before Rex could get any for, any more information out of this clone, he took the the electric pill. So yeah. he he was a, he's Pop like one team. of these true believers, and he even said like something like "Long live the Empire," one of these fucking things. So I, I it's probably just another clone that has been turned into one of these true believers. Could it be Cody? Maybe because we, we never really learn where Cody shuttled yeah. off to, and that would be a big reveal. I don't, if all of you were telling me I'm an idiot because I think that wasn't crosshairs early on, it, it, this probably is not going to be crosshair. I mean, that's not crosshair. Right. 100% it's not no. crosshair. I mean, look at the state that crosshair, you think that crosshair in the state that he's in, in captivity is then going to be like, yeah, sure. I'll lead right. this and whole he, force he, to go kill all of my friends. He already ratted like, out the empire to try to get Clone Force 99 to, to find Tantus, so... Yeah. He's not playing on the Empire side anymore. That's been made clear. So I, I really do believe, just like we saw in season two, this is going to be another true believer clone. And if if they're going for a big punch, it's got to be Cody. Because Yeah, we, I mean, Cody, yeah, it's the last one. We, we all thought, okay, he made it out. He left on, on his own accord, but he was just told that. Okay? Crosshair was told that by Rampart. I mean... Do we, do we trust anyone in the Imperial officer ranks at, at, at their yeah. word? No. So uh, Cody very well could have been turned into this new true believer. And I think that it, personally, if I was writing a show like this, that would get your biggest narrative bang, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like to have it be an unknown, like an unnamed person, you know, like still cool armor and stuff like that. But like if you're going to have like an emotional pull specifically around the clones, which is what this whole show is built around, then have like one of the most famous clones outside of Rex be, you know, one of your primary people that you have to deal with. It'd be awesome. So, yeah, It'd be I, awesome I totally because, agree. I mean, think of how tragic it would be. I mean, Cody on his own accord after that mission where, you know, uh, Crosshair shoots that king or queen or whatever. He's like, this fucked up. 
I'm out. I mean, he's just like, I can't, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm out of here, bro. You, you, you do you, but Cody is not doing this shit anymore. So like to think that he was there ready to rescue himself, but then the empire essentially yeah. fucked him up and turned him back into a, a, a clone, a controlled clone, a true believer. Yeah, it, it would be a tragic end for Cody. Yeah. And I mean, like how, how many times have you seen Rampart just let clones? Oh yeah. They, they, they can just leave. It's like, no, yeah. like they don't let the clones just walk away. No, they have to they either kill them. <laughs> yeah. They kill them or they put them in the shocky machine and then yeah, or they and, end up at Tantus getting their brains fried with, with crosshair. Yeah. So I mean, that's what they're doing. If everyone remembers it by the end of season two, they're, they're just shipping clones to be experimented on. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but all these out there, I, I saw, uh, I don't know, it was beyond the dune sea. Not, not, they shared a video from someone else. They're like, Hey, this is this and that. I'm like, nah, nah, th- th- there's precedence for this armor right here. Season two, exact same armor, true believer clone. I think the twist though could be, it's actually going to be a named clone this time and not as Rex said, Hey, where are your markings? Where are your numbers? It just, it, it was yeah. almost like the empire was 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 reconditioning or making clones just to be true believers at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. That makes the most sense so for there's sure. There's that. And this is where things start getting crazy. We we, we kind of see the transport probably at the beginning of the rescue mission that we see at the beginning of the trailer. Are they? Yep. Is it to, to grab crosshairs? Is he already with them? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we get a shot of a Republic commando, commando. or a, an Imperial commando. A CX is what they it, really, Nick, if you had the captions on this, this guy is CX one, but I'm wondering if that's scorch and he, that's what I was going to say, because like, he's always kind of been like captain dickhead for, for the empire at this point in time. Yeah. That, that's what I thought when I first saw this scene in the trailer, I was like, okay, so that's but it, it's so just because if you remember, they they've allowed him to kind of wear his colored armor up to a point, but this could be the next phase of them stripping the personalities from the clones yeah. as they phase them out. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, we, we, we get some dialogue. They're all coming for you. Actually, that's coming up here. We'll, we'll talk about that, but it, it's almost like at, at this point in the trailer, Nick, it then goes into, all right, who's who from bad batch and, who can fans expect to see? How will they be involved? And that's kind of what you and I are going to figure out. So we got Fennec. We know Fennec mm-hmm. has history with the Bad Batch. She initially was trying to steal Omega, but then eventually is like, you know what? Fuck it. She 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 prevented Cad Bane from from getting her, or tried to prevent Cad Bane from getting her. So does the Batch link up with Fennec? Ask for help. Or is she going against the Bad Batch? Who knows? But we are going to get uh, Fennec in season three. What, what do you think? Do you think she's going to coming in to assist, thinking about her her time with Omega? Or could this be, uh, you know, she she'll work for anyone. We we learned from Mando that she was quite the Imperial assassin. Could this be one of her next jobs for the Empire? Yeah, I mean, knowing that she was still an Imperial assassin at this point in time, maybe it's the time where she's kind of in her deciding phase. Like, do I still want to do this or do I want to strike out on my own? It's very possible that it's a moment where it's like the Batch kind of approaches her, but then she turns them down um, and says, you know, like, you know, this isn't my fight or something like that. But I do think that ultimately... If she's going to be involved, it would probably be on the side of the batch trying to to help them out after she's decided that the Empire isn't, 
you know, necessarily where she wants to associate herself anymore. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I, I could see the the empire kind of putting out an, an all points bulletin to the the seedier factions of the galaxy to try to hunt down Clone Force ninety nine. But I there, there's a part of me, even though her and Hunter probably don't love each other, there's a part of me that if Omega's directly involved, that she may end up assisting. But that yeah, especially if they're like we 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 need to go rescue her and the rest of the clones, <laughs> like. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think she would be into right it. after him. Cad shows up, another character yeah. that, that showed up in in Bad Batch. He he is he's definitely not helping. Okay, that, that no, that's clear. Not a good guy. <laughs> that is yeah. clear. But I'm I'm kind of liking what Travis is saying down here, and and I actually w- thought about this too because it makes a ton of sense. It adds to the whole family dynamic of the Bad Batch. But Nick, if if we're getting all these bounty hunters in here. Could it be time to introduce the brother? Is it time to bring in the the alpha? I mean, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know what Cad's involvement is going to be. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just not sure yet, like, how the involvement is going to happen. Because I really don't see, like, I don't see a world where a ton of bounty hunters are involved unless it's coming from the batch, you know, like. You know how oh, bounty like you're bounty right. hunters. It was it was um, it was the camo. It was the uh, the Caminoans that hired the bounty hunters. Now yeah, I think about cause it. Because like, because like the empire is not going to hire bounty hunters to like. What are they going to hire them for to like hunt down? No, you're right. Like, that, that was that was a Darth Vader special. If you remember, I mean, what, what's his name? Piet was disgusted almost that bounty hunters yeah. were on the bridge of the of the of the starship there. So. Yeah, like he yeah he said it in ESB. He's like, what are their kind doing here? So what, I what think if it's what it Sid might be sending all these motherfuckers after the Bad Batch to try to what? get even more reward. <laughs> you know what? That that could be it. That could be oh, it for sure because Sid. Sid is shitty like that. But my first thought was like, bounty hunters don't give a fuck. Like that's one thing that they've come out and said. It's like, look, the, the money's the money, and that's all I care about. And like, whoever hires me, I'm gonna work for as long as the money's there. So this could literally be the the Batch hiring Cad Bane. Like It'd be to, awesome, especially considering yeah. he almost murdered Hunter. Yeah, exactly. But like, but but to 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 Bane, it's like sure, it's the job. Yeah, I know. It's You're the right. fucking job. Hundred yeah, like, percent. Like, give, so give him a puck as long as he gets a buck. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so I think it would be pretty cool if if it is the like instead of the batch being hunted by Bane, it's now like they reach out to <sighs> Bane to do the hunting. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I think. Obviously, this is the end of the season. Who knows the fate of Omega? I think the fate of, of the Bad Batch themselves, Bad Batch proper, is pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. But, the, Nick, the fact that they went through the trouble of naming her Omega, making her special, making her the only other unaltered clone. Uh, yeah. You know, Boba's the alpha. Should we not get him, right? I think, I mean, like, I think... Or, or, or even if maybe she pulls up the file and sees him, like they, they need yeah. to make the connection that there's two of them out there that are identical outside of their gender. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm wondering too, it's like, it would totally make sense if they did it. It's just like, what's the avenue to get him in? And the only thing that I can think of is like, 
Because he's not going to do it altruistically at this point in his life. He's not at the point in his life yet to where he's like, oh, yeah, there's like a bunch of clones that need to free need to be freed. I'm going to go help for no. I, I agree by, there. Like, but if, benefit of my if own. someone lets him know, like it's literally his sister from Django, I, that could be motivating. You got to think, I mean, maybe. We, yeah, we, I know we learn through many, many decades that Boba always kind of wanted a family in connection with the, that he got through the Tuscans. But you would think after losing his dad and kind of milling around by himself, Asajj or not Asajj, uh, what's her name? White lady. Aura Singh. Yeah. Aura Singh kind of filling in as a parent and, and Bosk. You would think if, if he learns like, Hey, my dad also had a daughter. I, I need to go find her. Like I, I, yeah, I even think yeah. Boba at that age would be intrigued by that without needing money or, or, or a bounty puck or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe so. And like, that is, you know, it's, it's very possible. It's just, yeah. I mean, to this, at this point in his life, we, we really don't know where like Boba Fett's head is, you know, like, we don't really know what he's up to other than like he's trying to build his reputation in the galaxy. And I think that even like up to this point, he hasn't quite reached his peak fame yet. You know, like he hasn't quite reached that level to where it's like, oh, when you hear Boba Fett, you, you know, he's, he's the yeah, best. I mean, he, best shit, dude, he's probably only crap. what, 17 tops, yeah, 16, so 17, because I think he would have been 10 in Attack of the Clones, 13 at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So the beginning of of bad batch and you know bad batch like like we said it's probably covering two to three years four years tops so um yeah he, he's probably just about hitting adulthood at this point in time yeah i mean but it's yeah it's definitely possible that like he just you know he sees an opportunity to be like look these like all clones in some way are you know my family my brothers so you know, I'll, I'll make this like a, like a one and done type of no pay required deal. It would be cool. So. Cause I, I'm still of the mindset. Like I would love to see these two link up in the, in the Mandoverse era. As, yeah. Cause now as adults, like, like Omega, she just comes back and we see what she became versus what Boba became. Yeah. Cause I mean now, like really after this is, is like, what's the fate of Omega into the future? Like, are we just going to be like, okay, well, Bad Batch is over. Like Omega is, you know, like we're, we're, her story has been wrapped up or will it be like, okay, Bad Batch season four wrapped up. Guess who's going to be in the Mandoverse crossover movie? Omega's here. Yeah, I mean, we you're, you're, you're kind of right. And it, it, I, I guess it's a little worrisome. It's like, is this great character with this history to, to Django, to Boba, to the clones in general? Is, is she just done after this? Even if she doesn't yeah, die, like it, does her story just kind of end? Be, you're, yeah. you're, you're right. We're, we're running out of, of a playground here in, in, in this era to, to flesh her out. And it would just have to be many decades later. Here's Omega now. And maybe yeah, we'll fill it in through backstory. <laughs> they, they couldn't put her in anything Mandalorian timeline, even after she was introduced in Bad Batch, because then that would essentially tell you, well, like, no matter what happens to her in Bad Batch, she's fine because she's in the Mandalorian stuff. So they, if they do have plans for her to make her way into the Mandoverse, they have to wait for after this season's over because if it was before that, then the whole, all of season three would be like, well, we know she lives anyway. So what's the yeah, point? It's, it's weird. The more you think about it, it's like, fuck, uh, 
this could be it for Omega unless they they do like comic runs to flesh her out a bit more because I don't see where you plop her in unless you start another animated series. Yeah. You, you know, uh, you know, Lord Gilroy ain't going to work her in the Andor season two. Oh, so, God. Like, what? God. I don't know. I, I mean, be, I, I, that's really I'm, I'm most interested in concerned with Omega's fate in, in Bad Batch. Season yeah. Three. It's really weird because this ends and you don't really have a ton of time in the interim between here and Kenobi and, and rep in Kenobi and then rebels, right. like all of those timelines start to get really close. So you don't have like a ton of time to do like, okay, well we're going to do another animated series in between bad batch and rebels. Agreed. So like, who knows, man, they, they know, better button this up nicely or, or leave us with some little, you know, carrot and stick. It just, I don't know, it just seems like it's the perfect combo. It just makes too much sense that, that the Alpha and Omega have to meet somehow. And it has to be, it has to be meaningful, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, does, or like, does Omega die? Because it's like, yeah, because the, like if, if she doesn't die, what do you do with her? Like that's, you know. Yeah, you would think she would be someone gallivanting around the galaxy during a rebellion that would be involved. And this is a conundrum we, we keep kind of kicking the tires on, right? You yeah. know, we were always like, well, hey, we're learning about all these new characters. What the fuck were they doing when, when the shit hit the fan? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is the problem of like creating <laughs> characters in, inside of timelines that already existed, that already had so much content for it. It's like, listen, so, listen, I, I don't want to bit because, hey, do. new Star Wars is great. We, 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 I love all the new layers for the most part we're getting, but Nick's, he's not wrong. It, it does introduce some very interesting conundrums for, for the canon when you really think about it. All right. So, like I said, at this point in the trailer, it's just kind of like a, a, it was almost like a roll call. Like, hey, you know, let's, yeah. let's go. All, all the names and faces you know, are they all going on a mission with the, with the same goal? Who knows? Uh, Nala Say was kind of in that. Hey, look who's that. We've been talking about him, right? Did you, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm on the screenshot. We've got some traditional clones, some TKs, mm -hmm. and a commando. And if you look, yep. there's a clone right there in the middle everyone should be familiar with. That's Wolf, right? Mm, we, yeah. We've been wondering. That is because, because yeah, I mean, because we were always like, "Where's Wolf and Gregor?" Because yep. that was the that was the big questions. Because we know their fate from you know from Rebels, like they were on that big sand machine. So, and it seems that Wolf is he's still kind of tuned up with the Empire. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and Nick, I I don't know, I don't know if it was him or, or someone else, but we we get this line, and I have the guy's face up right now, and it does not look like Wolf's armor. Uh, but she, but they say they are coming for all of you. And I'm assuming that's a clone to clones like and th th this honestly, the guy saying this, I bet this is the dude in the helmet. This is probably another true believer clone. And, and he's like, yeah. listen, motherfuckers, you cloned your your time is, is, is nigh. They are yeah. coming for all of you. Or it could just be now they're I coming wonder... for all of our hero clones. But I think he's like, hey, the Empire doesn't want you guys anymore. Yeah, like it's and like now at this point, I'm convinced what the end game is. The end game of this whole series is get the fucking clones out of Tantus. Like that is that is going to be after after what you call it is is out. Uh, Crosshair is out, whether it right. be by 
extraction or by him somehow getting his own way out, the end game mission is go back to Tantus, one, free Omega, and two, free all these motherfuckers. Like, get them all out. Like, get every clone that's in there out. Because if you don't, like you were saying, like, Wolf still seems like he's in La La Land. Yeah, so what? Like, so... Do you, now, Nick, kind of playing off of your, your theory here, do you think then at some point all the clones are just, like, they come, they have their come to Jesus? I think that this is where Emery comes in. I think that this is where... Does she send out, Emery like, a new come, signal or something? Has she been working yeah. on that? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. I think it's, like, Emery's the mole... The, the plan is Batch and whoever they can get to fucking sign on to this cause. We're, we're going to Tantus. We're freeing Omega and we're freeing all of the clones that one are already, uh, you know, have already broken conditioning and are now basically just, you know, lab rats. And then two, somehow unscramble all the other ones. And then because essentially what you if you don't do that, then you've essentially just committed genocide as star wars writers like you've killed every clown that ever you know was and that they're not going to do that like so i mean that is the end game of this series is like get these fucking clones out and then get their heads unscrambled and then allow them to lead a life for themselves i mean that was something that happened in the um in legends like like way later in legends you learn about like clones that had got in touch with doctors that figured out how to stop the reverse eight, like the accelerated aging. Like you had clones that had like gone on and, you know, had lives of their own and had kids and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So like this storyline is essentially leading to a point to where the clones can exist outside of the empire and, and, and have a life of their own. So yeah, just I, I keep yeah. flicking be, between these two screenshots, and I, I I guess technically the the clone with his mask off saying they are coming for all of you that it could maybe be Wolf. You can see the armor's a little darker there. Wolf's armor's darker yeah, at the top, up towards the. But I, I do. I, I yeah. think it's I think it is the clone that's either wearing the assassin helmet from season two. We'll call it that, or or Wolf. And Wolf does seem like he's still pretty tuned up. He, he's true believer esque. But they're, they're going to have to figure something out because he's one of the named clones that definitely makes it to all the way to Rebels and kind of becomes a little goofy, you know, a little old goofy guy. No, that, that's Gregor's the, the nut job. That, yeah, that's Gregor right. was, he's, yeah. He's, the, he's yeah. the nut with broken eyes and whatnot. So. Yeah, but so he's got the one, like that one white eye. But yeah, that, that, That's so all fucked up. And, I, yeah. I, I like this, the, the shot of Wolf, and I like that they gave it to us, and he still seems like he's in league with uh, the, the Imperial conditioning. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, they're coming for all of you. Definitely the clones. All right, there's Hunter on Pabu. Rex, do you think... So, you know, as the trailer's ending, Nick, and we're going through these roll calls, to me, it's almost like, all right, they're building their team. But do you do you think Rex goes on the final mission? I don't. I don't I don't think Rex gets mixed up in that. I think that I think that's a bad batch led thing at best. You know, they'll they'll bring some of the clones they've saved like like Hauser, Gregor, um, uh, Fireball, so on and so forth. I don't think Rex I'm, goes with them. See, man, I would I really think that it's in Rex. Excuse me. It's in Rex's character to go, because if he, if the mission is free clones at all costs. He's not going to be like, well, I'm going to sit this one out, fellas. 
<laughs> like he's gonna be like, no fucking way. I am right. in it. If we're going to get our brothers out, especially the ones that are still under conditioning, like I can go and save Wolf. And we know that him and Wolf are together Correct. in Rebels. Correct. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm on the front line, motherfucker. There's right. no way you're sitting me down I for that. It, yeah. Like. I don't know. I just I, I I'm not going to be surprised if if Rex kind of dips out or, or maybe something happens where his his transport goes down and he can't get to the last last bit, because I really do think even though it's going to be a rescue mission, I, I don't think many are going to come out alive. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I think that like Travis was saying, like a lot of them are going to die, but I think the ones that get out, they just fucking scatter. Yeah, they, they disappear. Like, but, but our, our heroes have to go. Like, I mean, we, we need, we need yeah. heroes to die. Otherwise, why did they just quit? Yeah. Exactly. You, you can't have Rex and the other clones show up down the line. And then, then bad batch is like, yeah, hey, fuck off. We're going to hang out on Pat Boo. Why not? Yeah, Rex helped yeah. us, but we don't want to help anymore. It just doesn't make sense. So, I mean, clone force 99, we, we all know that they're, they're done. They're done. Yeah, they're, they're uh, toast. After see you later. Sure. And Echo's probably toast as well. Uh, we know well, all we know is Rex, Gregor, and Wolf are the clones that make it through. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's Fireball. He's got his helmet off with his flamethrower. Makes sense. Fire with fire. Yeah, there's yep. Omega. So Omega clearly gets out at some point. She's she's piloting something. I don't know if it's a, a drop yeah. ship, an escape pod, but uh, she yeah. she actually looks even older here like, right nick like she looks a little bit yeah. older and i can't tell if it's because she's like dirtied up like in her well, hair hair's, looks hair's different, different too from earlier yeah. on so they're there nick we may we may even it, pass like, time, time in season yeah because no, right like you that. said if we're, if we're going uh crosshair gets saved early it could be they get that win and that's what fucks their mission to get omega because they they win there and then the empire just clamps like locks right. down. It, it, yeah, it takes another sense. year or so almost to, to mount the rescue for her. Yeah. And and you have to imagine too, if like, if the plan goes from like, okay, like see if we can extract them from Tantus quietly and then Crosshair gets out, like that plan goes out the right, window. Yeah, they can't, it's you like, can't okay, use well, that avenue anymore. You, you, you yeah. burnt that, that, that one freebie. Yeah. So now, so then it turns into like, Build an assault team, get everybody you can, hire fucking bounty hunters, call in FET, and and we're just going. Oh, speaking of FET, and, uh, what do you think about this one from Johnny? She, as in Omega, dies at the hand of Boba. That would be interesting. And like Boba learns at the end, like that's his, it was his sister. Yeah, I mean, I guess what it comes down to is like the circumstances of how right, that yeah, would happen. Yeah, like, are you exactly. assuming? I know. That like Boba Fett is is working on the side of the Empire against them in the escape plan. I I just don't see a a way where that would make much sense narratively, even if they were to bring him in. Because if that's the case, and like Boba Fett shows up, he's working for the Empire. He shoots down Omega. Then like I just don't. I don't see like the narrative value in that, honestly. Well, yeah, like, like getting him there wouldn't narratively make sense unless it's just the, the old cheap bounty hunter bullshit. But a yeah. brother murdering a sister that that's you could get a little juice out of that. Yeah. And it's like. I just yeah, I mean, like I know that it like because of the characters that are at play here, it, it makes sense for Boba Fett to be involved. He probably won't. I'm just 
Yeah, it's just like it's hard for me right now to to see like where that would come into play. I guess no, is I'm, my, I'm my with you. I mean, unless it is that. like he just he, this is when he just becomes bounty hunter Boba and t- take job after job after job. But it'd be kind of lame. Uh, they'd have to develop that a little bit in sh- in season, and, and I don't think they're going to spend a ton of time outside of the Bad Batch focus, the characters that have have been our mains for uh, two seasons now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we get just It'd be, get some clone action. We get a clone wearing purple. Yep, yep. I don't know if that's from Mace's old unit. Uh, <laughs> what else we get? Oh, Nick, we got a shot, and this is right before the Asajj stuff, obviously. And and they kind of mm-hmm. cut the trailer to make it look like Asajj is talking to them. We, we don't really know that she's saying, "Hey, I, you know, I, I wasn't planning on killing you, but now I kind of feel like it." You, you just don't know. But in this shot here, you do see kind of Crosshair's nozzle coming through, right? Like the uh, that's yeah, the the, the yeah. tip of so, the gun. So you just don't know. We don't see the. That face. was the one, like. This one here was like, okay, you, you, you for sure see his armor up top. When I saw this, I was like, it's, it's crosshair. Yeah. Like he's, he's back. And I was, it, it, like I said, it's just the gun too, because there's, they also have extra weaponry. Like we've seen them like have extra weapons on their ship. So like if you picked up a clone and you had extra guns, I'm not giving you the sniper rifle if you don't know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> like, get one of the, one of the pistols or like one of the here. rifles, right? Yeah, something else. Uh, so yeah. So, anyways, really, the the last interesting bit here clearly is the end. Uh, there's some sort of attack. It looks like on a on a planet at night. There's TKs getting blasted, and then mm-hmm. we we get the Asajj reveal. So, um, yeah, I- the Asajj reveal. This is my thought on it, and this is why I brought up Ahsoka in the beginning because we know at the end of Clone Wars, they team up like that. Yeah, like they those two are I wouldn't call them friends but like they they work together and like they like there is an understanding between Ahsoka and and Ventress that like look we may have been you know adversaries when I was still in the Jedi Order I'm I'm done with that now and like now now it's more about like what what do I need to do to survive and like I feel like if there is an avenue to bring Ventress into here, it would be through Ahsoka. Like like working with Ahsoka to do rebellion type of shit or how? I think it may be like if if we're putting like if 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 the mission really is like put together a super team that can take down a fucking entire imperial base, then having two force users on my side is something that I'm yeah, willing to Yeah, I mean to, it, it could even be with. like indirectly where Ahsoka gives Rex some intel like hey, there's there's some rumblings of a of a force user out in this sector was dead and yeah and now may not be right we we could potentially well maybe maybe they don't even know it's a size they just know it's a a a jedi maybe and and they're like hey that maybe they'll they can help our cause and that's how they 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 find her just to fill in some massage stuff and i don't read words and shit but i did brush up on wikipedia today on dark disciple so nick this is essentially where how assage gets to this point with a yellow lightsaber as you you know, you you expertly recounted by by the end of uh, Clone Wars. There, the the, the season, Asajj is becoming a good guy. Uh, she she yeah. had left the uh, the Sith. She renounced the dark side, and it was more or less a bounty hunter. And then the the whole shit went down with Barris and the Jedi Temple and the bomb plot. And as Nick just kind of uh, brought up. 
Asajj ends up helping Ahsoka figure that shit out, like get to the bottom of who actually did it. And from here, we get into the Dark Disciple novel, Nick, and she only grows more and more in the light. Uh, mm-hmm. So much so that she teams up with Quinlan Voss to hunt yeah. down Dooku. They fall in love, uh, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And he, br- he brings her back to the Jedi Temple to the, the dismay of Yoda and them. Like, what the fuck are you doing with this dark side motherfucker? You know, fuck her. Make a long story short. She eventually goes back to the temple with Quinlan after he starts to follow the dark side. Like, like he runs into Dooku one time and he, he kind of goes off the, the deep end and mm-hmm. they yeah. go back to the council. And for some reason, the other masters can't tell that he is dabbling in the dark. And she's like, Hey, fuckheads like this guy. I love him, but he, he's, he's gone a bit kooky either way. They go, they, they get sent back out to go after Dooku again with, I think with a lot of the Jedi, or maybe that was the first time. I know Obi-Wan is involved in it. Either way, they go out the second time to try and get Dooku. And this time you got Quinlan. He's a little dark side at this point. You got Asajj who is on the light Mm -hmm. and they're fighting Dooku and Dooku sends a lightning bolt at Quinlan and she eats it for him. That's how she dies. And it also returns Quinlan to the light. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It, I mean, honestly, if you want to, if you want somebody to recap this, Taylor read this book like right when it came out and she okay. really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, so, it sounds like a great yeah. book, but what, what I was getting at is the, yeah. the Jedi Council essentially absolve her of her crimes after all this. Like all the yeah. work she does with Quinlan, she, she is in the light. I'm not saying she's a Jedi. She's no longer a dark side user, but... <laughs> she she died and it, it, the way i read it in the book it seems like she doesn't go back to dathomir for a couple of months after her death and they they drop yeah. her in some river in her hometown and little green mist comes out and she becomes one with the planet or whatever so she technically yeah. <laughs> was dead now well, she's not but yeah i mean unlike some I mean, of the other returns can do. this one it, 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 can, it can make a lot more sense knowing her night sister background, Dathomir's ties to the night seer, the, the, the night sisters, yeah. the, it's ties to fucking Peridia. Now we know that. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, Dathomir could be as old as old as dirt in, in our galaxy. It could have some really ancient shit there. Uh, magic, dark magic, who knows? So a, a dark magic user who also had ties to the force, who was turned into green mist, could she be resurrected? Sure. Dude, I mean, it's here's the thing is like they're 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 assuredly not bringing her back from being dead for one episode or like for for this season to kill her again. So like what my question is is like what is their further plan with this character, you know? I, I cuz I feel like one Ventress is is one of my favorite characters from Clone Wars because she's very intriguing and she opened up a lot of the Night Sister lore, which we had never really seen before. So and now we know that we're getting steeped back into that, like you said, with Peridia, yeah. with Thrawn, yeah, I think you're and the on, Night you're Sisters. Something, man, that that could be why they're putting her in here. Yeah, it's like they're like they're not gonna resurrect this character, at least in my opinion. Like I wouldn't resurrect this character. For a one-off season of cartoon TV Agreed. that is just like, okay, she's 
she was dead. We bring her back. She died again. Now she's really done. We just wanted to write something about her. Like they, they have to be doing something more substantial with Asajj as a character for them to literally, literally take a canon death like that is listed as canon and is a novel that is canon and bring her back. Yeah. And like I said, so, Brad, Rob, Jennifer Corbett, the, the, the people that run Bad Batch are like, listen, we love her. We want to tell some stories. We're going to honor it all. So to me, that means they are going to explain it away. But Nick makes a very valid point. This isn't this shouldn't just be a one and done type of, of, of bullshit. It, it, it would it would it would cheapen a lot of things and. I'm okay with retcons like this if it's explained away properly, right? Like if 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 yeah. they can make this make sense and as you said, not waste the character, great. I, I love Asajj's back back on the fucking map, okay? Yeah. But if it's gonna go your your way, where it's just like, hey, yeah, fuck you, it's just hey, it was neat, it was a cameo, it it gave us a, b- a bump on our trailer, that would be. That'd be horseshit. She's definitely not a clone. All right. We we know this. No. Th- that's what Palpatine is trying to figure out right now. How yeah, to clone yeah. force shit. Okay. <laughs> so she's not a clone. She's more than likely has been resurrected on Dathomir, just like we've seen happen in the past with other Night Sister type of characters. It just seems yeah. she's not going to be a zombie and she's going to be fully back. Yeah, I mean, now, so what I'm really interested in is, like, fantastic, she's back here, it's going to be cool as fuck. Are they planning on using her in this Mandoverse That stuff? would be Cause awesome. Because, like, like, what what better tool to have against an army of Sister zombies or, like, Nightsister-led folk than a Nightsister for, force user? Like, you, you essentially have their playbook on your side if Ventress is still alive and starts working with the, you know, the, the heroes. Yeah. You know, and then what a fucking awesome team up. If Ahsoka makes her way back and she's like, Oh shit, you're back too. Fuck yeah. Hits dude. (laughs) Seeing these former adversaries slightly teamed up for a common cause come together and, and kind of on that battlefield as, as women of the force would be amazing. It, it, yeah, I mean, I mean Asajj, sick as she's, she's rolling pretty much her look coming out of Dark Disciple. You know, the the the, the comb over. The hair, yeah, I even think she, she started to do some of the Quinlan Voss like, tattooing on her face a little bit. Uh, she she had the yellow lightsaber back then, so it, it's all very yeah, yeah. canon correct. It's just, I, I, I'm with you, Nick. I, uh, let's not waste this, all right? This, this is yeah. a pretty big thing to do to the, the fandom. This this is retconning her death is huge, but if they explain that away properly, and as you said, they use her in an extended capacity, I think this is a win across the board. Yeah. And I mean, I will say that it like, it's like, they really need to figure out their content side in terms of like, what is canon and what's not canon and like what like who you need to pass this shit by before you you write are stuff. right though the, the the line of demarcation i believe is when disney bought everything that's that's the true reset and and i even think dave himself has come out to say yes those books in this new era it is all canon now yeah because like because it's it's not just fucked up for the people reading it's the, fucked up for the yeah, people writing wrote. it Cause like the person who wrote dark disciple is like, this is, you know, this is going to be a very big moment in star Wars history. One of the, one of the 
you know, most beloved characters from the Clone Wars era is going to die here. Like, no, I got and you. now, like, she wrote this book and, like, it was signed off on canon, came out in 2015, and now they're telling this lady, her name's Christine, or, or Christy Golden, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you killed Ventress, but, like, we're just going to bring her back. So, like, what, whatever you wrote, like, it was cool and stuff back then, but, like, we want to do it's some stuff. It's still canon. We're just, we're manipulating it a little bit. You know. Somehow she came like, like Travis here saying it's possible Ventress takes an Omega in the end, raising her like a daughter or sister. Sure. Why not? I mean, maybe. I mean, like that. Well, know, that would be, give but... her some some purpose outside of just, you know, being being a, a combatant. You know, that, that, that would allow yeah. her to stay around for a few more episodes. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was very exciting. She, she clearly was, was the big reveal of the trailer. It, I, I, it was purposeful, very purposeful. Uh, much more so than I think sneaking crosshair in the in the background. I don't know. I still think that's suspect. <laughs> but hey, we we could find out February twenty one because as we'll see here, looking at the schedule, we're getting a a three episode drop for premiere day. So episode one confined, episode two pass unknown, episode three shadows of Tantis. So confined, Nick. It sounds like we we may be catching up with our our locked up clones predominantly. Yep. Pass unknown. That's probably picking up with the boys trying to figure out, all right, yeah. where, where do we go from here? We're, we're, we're scattered. We, we've lost a brother. Another brother's locked up. Now we lost our, our sister. Um, Shadows of Tantus, this, that could potentially be the um, Palpatine visiting Tantus. Maybe, maybe we get some insights mm-hmm. into that. All right. Yeah. And then uh, so that, we get three episodes day one. On the 28th, episode four, a different approach. This just sounds like, I don't want to say throwaway, but this could be one of those like, hey, you know, we, we, we've been trying to do this this way. Now we need to think about an alternate path forward here. And, and maybe yeah, uh, the return. That's an interesting one. Episode five, the return, the return to what? Are we returning yeah. to Coruscant where they were, you know, kind of stationed there? We know they can't return to Camino because it's gone. Are they returning to Ord Mantel to fuck up Sid? Or is it the return yeah. of a character? Yeah. So, I mean, like, really, I expect Crosshair to be back with the crew by episode seven. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Nick... If, by the end of seven, he's got to well, be Well, read back. the titles. I mean, so, yeah. so March 13th, we're getting a double dipper. Starts with infiltration. Hmm. And then extra- ends yeah. with extraction. So... More than likely, are, are you thinking episodes six and possibly seven are, are, are the trailer shots of the, you know, the, the, the tank, the caravan and fee coming in the, to get them off of that? Could that be that deep into the season? I, I, it could be. I mean, it could be the only because a different approach. The way that I read that is like we've been trying to figure out how to get into Tantus. It's not going to happen like we can't infiltrate it. So what what can we do to get him or them away from Tantus so we can get him back? Like, I think that's what four is going to be the crux of is like realizing that they as a three man unit. I mean, fuck, at this point, it's a two man unit. <laughs> like, um, like, what can we do? Like, we, we can't realistically infiltrate Tantus. We just don't have the ability to do it. 
So they're going to try to work out a deal to where like they try to get Crosshair somehow away from the Tannis facility and then they do their whatever is happening with the fucking pickup with fee and, and the big truck and everything right. else. I, I think that's kind of like what their plan is. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Just the titles. And you know, sometimes we, once we get in season, you find yes. out the titles are, it's just a bunch of horse shit, but you know, yeah, it true. does. It seems like five, six, seven, there, there's going to be something going down there. Something big, the return infiltration extraction. Uh, it, it could very well mimic what we may see in the premiere with a one, two, three, where you're going to get a lot of narrative thrown at you in, you could have uh, just a lot of narrative growth. Like, hey, fuck it. We already got Crosshair back at the end of, you know, episode three, the end of episode five, six or seven. Uh, so the, the other half of the season, he's back on the team. So episode eight, a little over halfway, because this this one's going to 15, I believe. Have they always been 15 or 16? Who cares? I think it's, yeah. 15. Anyways, episode eight, bad territory. Who knows? Something doesn't sound good. Episode nine is pretty ominous. The Harbinger. Usually, yeah, I mean, if usually it, the harbinger is followed with uh, with of death. Yeah. Okay, so. so if 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 shadows of Tantus is not the Palpatine episode, nine is the Palpatine episode. The harbinger right. is the Palpatine episode, probably. Right. So. And then it, things get even crazier. Episode ten, identity crisis. This is another twofer, and then point of no return. That yeah. too could speak to Crosshair, or it could be. The, could be Cody. the true believer clone in that in, yeah. in that assassin outfit could be Cody, could be Emery, like could be a lot of yeah. stuff. Because then point of no return is like whoever is, whoever is this person, and and we're making an, an assumption that this person is inside of Tantus. Whatever happens in right. in eleven is back. like it can't go back. Exactly the 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 button has been pushed and. Whatever happens from here happens. Yeah, from Nick, here. I think you're. I definitely think you're on to something because it's almost like after eleven, it's just going to be boom, 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 yeah. boom, bang. We're at the series finale because, you know, we we get to April tenth. Episode twelve is Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just all going to be about Wrecker. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Just episode. Into, maybe he dies there. <laughs> <laughs> episode thirteen into the breach. Oh yeah, here it comes. You know, clearly we're we're breaking into something or somewhere. Episode 14, Flash Strike. And then finally the series finale. And this one definitely has some meaning here. It goes all the way back to the Clone Wars season seven. The cavalry has arrived. Who said that? Wrecker when Clone Force 99 shows up. So that could very well be the force, right? The, all the boys are back together, at least yeah. the living ones. Please let Tech be dead. <laughs> and possibly Rex, Gregor, Wolf, Hauser, Fireball. Yeah. What? They're all coming. <laughs> the cavalry's here to get the little lady out. So, yeah. That's yeah. kind of how so, I'm thinking things are flowing. I mean, dude, wouldn't it be sick if, oh man, this would be a really cool way for it to happen, but it probably won't happen. So, we're assuming that. Emery is a mole or is, or, or will somehow turn into a mole within Tantus. They are in contact with her through some means because they, they'll figure out some means to be in contact with her. The point of no return is Emery sets like a clone, like a, like a chip thing, clone chip thing where like all of the ones who are still under condition drop condition 
as soon as the attack on Tantus happens from the outside, smaller force. Order 99. So then, then all of the clones on the inside turn. All of the all of the clones that they think are still conditioned turn at that moment. So not only are they being attacked from the outside, they're being attacked from the inside at the same time. And that that's just chaos. No, I'm not kidding. What, just, what if she issues an Order 99? Or, order 99. Perfect. That would be uh, perfect. You, hear, you heard it here first. Opus, pick it up so people can make fun of me for picking my beard and yelling at clouds. All right. Well, that was fun. And we don't have much time to wait. I mean, less than a month to to get into good old weekly SWTS deep dives into new episodes of Bad Batch. You know, first week we're going to have three to get through. Then a one, a one to a double, one, one, double, one, 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 one to finish out right there at the uh, beginning of May. And uh, we'll have a couple weeks before Star Wars Day, and hopefully we get some new insights into the release of the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Uh, with the way this cadence is going, as I was telling young Nick, it, it, we're, it's pretty much guaranteed now. The earliest we're going to get Acolyte or Skeleton Crew would probably be end of August, and then the other would probably hit uh, November-ish, December-ish. Yeah, the holiday time. All right. Well, you know, we're going a little long. We got a few more minutes to go to get through the fan segment here. We do it every week. We give you two opportunities. You just have to get through the algorithms to find it because the AI out there hate our guts, and that's okay. We know you meatbags love us. There's just not enough of you, and you don't have enough computational power in your brains to Mm. convince the masses. So first up. We do. Thank you, Travis. Let me let me put that comment up. Anytime anyone pumps up my ego, you get featured. Order 99 is a great call. I guarantee that's what's happening. Thank you. I'll take my bow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So fan segment, like I said, two ways to get in. The first way we're going to play right now is the question of the week. The way this works, I put the question up on Instagram at Star Wars Time dot show, both in the stories and in the profile grid. You just have to figure out a way to find it because, like I said, it's not easy to find content on Instagram these days unless you rub your belly, tap your head, and jump on one foot. So this week, Nick, we asked them, what are you most excited about for Bad Batch Season 3? And we got we got a, we got a, a fair amount of responses, a lot of them quick, so I took them all. Go! Go. First up is Mimbon underscore Survivor. He says, Text, no, please miracle, not, but he's probably right. miraculous return. No. Oh, my God. We already are resurrecting one dead character. Yeah. We cannot good, do good two point. in one good series. Point. Yes. Let Tech die. He earned it. It was great. Give him what Kanan got. Okay? It's enough. Yeah. That's it. Like, that could be the rallying yes. cry for Tech. You yes. know, that's why, that's what gets the fucking crew going. So that's, yeah, hopefully not. Um, next up, Ripic Tan says, this trailer looked great and packed full of action and characters we already love. Stoked just to see what happens. Ventress is one of my favorites. So I'm really pumped for more on-screen storytelling with there her. There we go. Yeah, I'm so definitely are we, like Nick excited said, for that Let's too. make it more than just a few animated episodes. 100%. All right, next up, 2797 Studios, Mr. Bat. He says, I'm most excited for the story to play out. Where does yeah. all this end? Yeah. Who's still alive? Uh-huh. Do we see Omega and Boba What? Me? This is where the fun what? begins. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Next up, the Marco, m.a.r.c.o on E-I-E-I-O. Instagram. He says, hey. he says, clearly Ventress but also to see what kind of force abilities Omega has. My first impression was that she had something in common with the Emperor. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, it was, he and Matt both had the same <laughs> reaction. I don't know about, about force abilities, Marco, but we, we, we appreciate and we speak your name. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Ooh, um, skeleton, skeleton astronaut. astronaut. Yeah, skeleton. Skeleton. Skeleton astronaut says <laughs> definitely the batches. Yeah, I'm losing. I definitely can tell the batches. We've had a long one today. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, boop, 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 boop. oh man. Next up, League of Extraordinary Sixthers. Our lone female says, you gotta love League. Yes. No, Linda. Oh yeah. Linda's I'm sorry, also Linda. My too. bad. Linda's my bad. As well, Linda. Um, uh, league says Ventress for me, plus seeing how it all ends. I, everybody wants to see how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. This is Sith cool. We, we, we picked him up. He's, um, he's kind of in that crew with beyond the dune. See, he runs his own channel. He, he's quite a content producer. So I'm glad he's starting to see our shit. Nice. There we go. That's good. He says, Asage Ventress and seeing who hired her. And if Quinlan pops up with her too. That would be why he'd be um, like, yeah, "Yo, be bitch, I thought you were dead." <laughs> yeah, he's been like, "Yeah, I was pretty sure that I know the person who buried your body on yeah. on Dathmir." So, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, nice. Uh, next up, Vince Staler 05 says, "Just seeing Hunter, he's such a unique character, and everything he does That's is right. badass. He's Star Wars Rampo. That's right, man. You gotta love him. Fantastic. Good stuff. Darth Jordy or Gurdy." Uh, it's it's somebody from the UK. Tones can probably say oh, the proper hold way on, to say it. Hold on, real quick. You bring up Tones. Just want to speak his name here. He lost his his mother this past weekend. Oh. He's been kind of filling us in Tough. on Discord. So we, we hope you're doing all right, buddy. I know you haven't been able to listen yeah. to the show that much. That's quite all right. We'll be here for you when you need it. Indeed. Best wishes to you and your family, sir. Uh, but uh, Darth Jordy here says to see who survives. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If survives. I'm with you, Jordy. <laughs> like, if anybody's, I'm with you. Um, next up, this was a funny shot from the trailer for sure. Calro underscore Debro says Wrecker versus a Croc. Oh yeah, man, space <laughs> yeah. Crocs. They're hey, a thing. Man. Crocodiles are everywhere. They're dinosaurs, basically. Mando Pirate says the fate of Omega and Crosshair. Where is Mando Pirate. So, He's usually a staple in the stream. Yeah, he's usually around. Maybe he's got some work happening at this time now. And then last but not least, uh, his cryptic mayhem says, hopefully to see the 501st. And honestly, I want to see what happens to clones like Commander Bly and the Galactic Marines. Um, that's a, that's I mean, a yeah, 501st. Five, I, I don't, I mean, like, I don't think we'll see 501st. We may, but... I think the five hundred first is like out in the field at this point, you know. Like they're, they're, they're Vader's. Yeah, they're, they could be hanging like out with homeboys, slicing down force users and innocents well, yeah. and villages just so Vader has fun and can keep himself angry. Because like the only way I see five hundred one showing up is if like the assault on Tantus happens and they like emergency call five hundred one and Vader like back to Tannis, but I yeah, doubt that'll if happen. If they were true boys of blue, as soon as they saw sexy Rexy, they'd be like, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. They'd be in formation, right. ready to, ready to serve. But, um, yeah, I mean, that is one thing that I guess we haven't really, I mean, especially around, especially now with bad batch, like with basically the whole thing turning to like, we're no longer using the clones. We're trying to exterminate the clones that they just let Vader keep 501 and be like, yeah, you, they're I fine. Think, I think, Nick, I don't know if it's legend, canon, this, that, the other thing, but <laughs> I, I know I've seen theories out there that 501 served as like the first test subjects for Dark Trooper 1, for V1. Dark, okay. 
I mean, that kind of could that, that could be what they're doing at Tantus with the clones is trying the Dark Trooper yeah. program because as as Gideon finally realized, like, hey, it, it took us three generations of Dark Trooper to to figure it out. It's because you need a, a man flesh in there that has the Force. <laughs> that yeah. that's how to make the best Dark Trooper. All right, yeah. So that's so, that's our uh, responses there. Let's go ahead and get screen switched up and go ahead, Nick, kick us into the last segment of E two ninety four. Yes, this final segment of Star Wars Time Show is a top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week to get involved with this segment here. Make sure to add tag at StarWarsTime.show on all of your Instagram Star Wars posts, uh, preferably art posts. Uh, if you use that tag, you will fall into our tagged section on our profile, and that's where I pull all of the top fivers from. Whoop, whoop. Uh, but also, just to help us pump up the numbers and make it look cool, keep using the hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Matt looks look at that at when he's looking to pull his daily that's features. Right. So that's how you get in into the daily videos that Matt puts up. But to get into the top five, add tag at StarWarsTime.show. That's how you get involved. Uh, and to kick off this week's top five, this is a shot from at code K five and it's a facepalm moment from Vader as he is flanked by his light side self, Anakin Skywalker and uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan Ahsoka Tano. Um, so I just thought it was a cool shot here. And I, like the way that I looked at it at first, it was almost like, it's almost a shot like, it's like Anakin and Ahsoka like going, you know, like into the world between worlds to like look at what Anakin you, Vader has become. Might, I mean, I, I could get that because I, I I love that Kodak is using just some pulled cotton here or, or you know, stuffed stuffed animal guts. I'm with yeah, you. Like I, I do think look. this is kind of like ethereal type of shit, and it, it, it's it is it is Vader in 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 Darth form almost mm-hmm. kind of regretting his choices. You know, the, the caption here, fear, anger, hate, suffering. Yeah. It's almost like Ahsoka has pulled him through the world between worlds to be like, look at what you become. Yeah. Like, look at what happens to you. And, you know, that's, yeah, it's like I, a I'm moment with you. of I, I, I dug this, the concept behind this. Yeah, it was a really cool shot, really well executed by Codec 5 here. Or it could even just be Vader himself kind of driving the vision and and he has, you know, Ahsoka in his light form pulling at him. I I don't know. Who cares? Either way, it's good. Kodak 5, check him out. Matt needs to eat dinner. All right, next. All right, next up, Chesspick66 here (laughs) hits us with an awesome shot of our good friend Balin Skull from the Ahsoka series standing out in the cold. Maybe as they're progressing through Peridia, they hit a, an icy patch on their way to the to the monastery. And this is uh, this is Balin's journey moving forward on Peridia. Um, but I just thought it was a cool shot. Uh, obviously, I think I mean, probably the Balin figure is new. I've had to take a guess because I haven't seen a ton of shots it, of it. It's yet. new and apparently not the best. And that's why I, I just I really hope we get a hot toys and, and we haven't. They, they've Nick, I think when you were gone, they introduced that they're, they're now going to do the Night Trooper Stormtroopers, the Night Trooper Death Trooper, Enoch, no Balin, no Shin yet. You want to know why they can do those night troopers because they all look the fucking right. same. They just got to yeah. change the color. Yeah, they just they just crack the armor a little bit and put some yeah. red cloth on it. Put some red paint on it. Maybe make those it's eyes. Just, green I, I don't or know. Something. I just I find it hard to believe that we're not getting Huyang 
in the in these two from Ahsoka. I yeah, mean, come on, let's go. All right, chess pick sixty six. Right. We love them. Natural light, natural setting, always kicks ass. Up next. Indeed. Next up, Phoenix underscore toy photography hits us with the true hero right. of the Star Wars uh, saga and the That's Star no Wars bullshit. galaxy. It's R2-D2. It's R2-D2. Without him, everybody would be yeah. dead. Uh, R2-D2 making his way through some sort of Imperial facility, just made his way out of a carbon freeze chamber, it seems, with all the, the mist and smoke around him. But it's just a badass shot of R2 uh, looking as cool as he always does. Sure does. And that is at Phoenix underscore toy I, I do photography. like the smoke. The smoke's a nice touch. I always was, you know, I love atmosphere. And sometimes when you're shooting in a set that's supposed to be an inside of an imperial structure, you're like, well, why the hell would I have smoke? Either way, it looks fucking rad. So thank you, Phoenix underscore toy photography. Indeed. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, Mando mugshots here. <laughs> I know, like fun, funny shot here. So it's a shot of a Gamorrean guard. Uh, eating Grogu. He essentially has Grogu yeah, halfway down his out. throat. <laughs> but uh, don't worry. His Papa Din is here to save him, or Papa Jaren is here to save him. So he's got a chain slung around the neck of the Gamorrean, choking him out to get him to spit out uh, Grogu as uh, as he's making his way I through Boba's Yeah, castle. I dig it, man. It's, just, it's great posing here from Mando Mugshots. They always do really nice poses. And like I said, I believe they shoot on an iPhone and mostly use digital backgrounds. So great, great use of the tools and, and, and some of the tricks of the trade here. Pretty crazy that that's all iPhone stuff. Yeah, I mean, fantastic work. At Mando underscore Mugshots. And to close out this top five, we have a shot from at space ace X underscore photos. Um, and we got an awesome shot of Kylo Ren unmasked Kylo Ren, uh, you know, for what the sequel trilogy is, you know, we, we, we can, you know, talk about that for years to come, but I still love the character of Kylo. I think that he was one of the best characters in the whole film in all of those films. And, you know, it's a shame to me that we didn't get more Kylo backstory, more Kylo history, more Ben Skywalker stuff. So I uh, always love the the visual presentation of Kylo and especially that badass looking saber. So that's what we got here from Space Ace X underscore. Photos. Yeah, I'll tell you what, as someone that used to dabble in this hobby, I never had the balls to try Kylo or Kylo's Kylo's chaotic mm-hmm. blade. But you are right. I mean, Space Space Ace X has just nailed it here, which just complements the very good-looking Hot Toys Kylo Ren, which I have one of those, too. I have a few sequel trilogy Hot Toys. I, I lament the fact that I didn't get Old Man Luke in, in, in his Jedi tunic, and then R- Scav Ray, and then Island Journey Ray. If anyone has those Hot Toys and want to let them loose for not stupid prices, let me know. All right, Nick. That is it. That's the end of the top five, and that's the end of our show for this week. So, Matt, go ahead and close us out. You got it, buddy. It was a long but fun one. I I, kind of had a feeling with Nick's return we might push up against the three-hour mark, which isn't our preferred time. But, hey, when you got to get stuff talked about, you got to get stuff talked about. So thanks for tuning in to E294, everyone. Don't forget, if you are a, an existing fan, a returning fan, a new fan, you can always find our important information over on StarWarsTime.net. 
those of you that stumped for us, it's the best place to send people on the internet. Just head over to StarWarsTime.net. You can find their podcast links. And if you subscribe to a podcast, take the extra one second and go ahead and rate and review that bad boy. We appreciate all that type of interaction with the AI out there. The AI drives the algo. Humans drive the AI, at least at this point in time. So keep it up. You got to mm-hmm. tell them you like us. The more you tell them you like us, the more it will show you our content. There's a reason we're seeing a lot of uh, Connor and Matt clips these days because they get a little little interaction from the Beyond the Dune Sea crowd, which lets the AI know that I'm not that big of a dick face. All right? <laughs> so let's keep it up. There's always time for Star Wars Time. And don't forget that, StarWarsTime.net, sub up to the podcast, hit up YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, like this motherfucker, leave a comment, turn on your notifications, click the sub. I'll even send up the graphic for you just in case you forget what it looks like. All right, my friends, it's been real. Good having young Nick back. Next week, hopefully, we'll get back to our top scenes in live-action Star Wars, rounding it out with the sequel trilogy. That's the plan, unless they drop another reveal on our faces. So in between now and then, don't you forget, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always.